Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeke. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are locked in. We are ready to go. Lots of stuff to go over this week, guys. It is draft central and i'm gonna say draft central because we got a wwe draft we're gonna go through we got an nfl draft that me and mike are gonna walk through we got tons of stuff we got going on today we got nba playoff talk we got lions talk today we're talking that stupid stupid yeah gambling problems nfl james williams (sighs) it's a whole thing and we're gonna get into it in detail um we got a lot of stuff to go over today mike but let's just jump right into it um NBA playoffs uh-huh. in full effect. Mm-hmm. We're here. We've done it. Um, you know, some series are unbelievably already over. I say that with the most sarcastic tone possible, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, you know, kind of reaching some tipping points in a few other series <laughs> that we'll get into. Um, we've got injuries galore. Uh-huh. Everybody who steps on the court nowadays, that's name starts rhymes with Hawaii and <laughs> rhymes with mall Rorge. I don't, it just doesn't want to play anymore. Apparently um, lots of stuff to go over Mike, but let's uh-huh. just kind of start out. Do we want to start out with the series that are already over? Yeah, I can. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll Mike's got it locked yeah. in in the memory bank. So, yeah. all right. So we'll do the three O series first. Okay. So, uh, well, actually, so we can actually start. With, so we record this on Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. And so we don't know the Sunday slate on who won those yes. games. None of those games series will be over right. by the end, except for one possibly, mm-hmm. Denver, Minnesota. Yeah. So that is three O Denver. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's gonna be four O Denver. Yeah. Uh, at most five. Yeah. Denver's. Kind of just walking through this. They're series. playing with him right now. It's it's awkward. It's it's very much um, like Hulk Loki, where he's just kind of like ragdolling. Yeah, him. like Anthony Edwards is putting out the effort to try. He put up a thirty-eight point in Game Three, but it's really just Rudy Gobert's on that sideline doing his best yeah, impersonation his best. of a cheerleader. He's just <laughs> like, yeah, I love it here. <laughs> yeah, the Timberwolves just really no one outside of and i would say Dallas only cuz Luka can go crazy in the playoffs i didn't think anyone really had any kind of resemblance uh-uh. of a chance as an 8 not, seed not in the first round not in the first yeah. round um i thought the lakers were dangerous but obviously they won over the 7 seed yeah. and you know memphis to, is like great thanks a lot guys yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um but comparatively to the timberwolves okc and the pelicans i thought they were all are you lose. seeing something different out of this denver team right i i think you've been pretty vocal on like listen Jokic is a great player, right? Does he deserve to be a back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back MVP? I don't know. Um, but at the same time, they haven't gotten to that final spot, right? The time they get to the Western Conference Finals, they get smoked. It's just been like one of those things where it's like, okay, great, you're the best player on the planet in the regular season, but not when it matters the most. Are you seeing something different out of this Nuggets team to make you believe, okay, maybe this is the time they actually get through the West? I mean, I think they're playing really well. I think Jamal Murray's playing really well, yeah. which is helping a lot. He yeah, forty in the game two, which was really yeah. nice. Um, yeah, really. Jokic just had to play a lot of minutes in this first round, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I think he's played like thirty-two, thirty-four, and thirty-two minutes or something in the three yeah. games. So it's like he can kind of just eat his rest, lamb on the sideline, be in game four, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know they'll play whoever comes out of the right. next series in the right. second round. <clears throat> Phoenix. Um, oh, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, I, I think Denver's really good. Yeah. Um, I think they can put up a fight with Phoenix. I still don't know if they have enough to beat Phoenix, though. Yeah. Um, we'll get to the Phoenix series. Yeah. But you brought some interesting points on the Phoenix series, so that'll be something we can get into in a little bit. But, yeah. Uh, I think Nuggets probably good. 
Uh, I think it's just unfortunate that they're going to have to probably play Phoenix. Yeah, it's it's it, the the way that the Westing the West seeding it's crazy. And you brought up a great point about the Clippers. You know about how they could have their fortunes could have been drastically different depending on a win loss record and stuff like that. So it's it's one of those things where it's kind of what makes the playoffs fun. It's also one of those situations where you're like, man, I kind of wish that it could have started out a little bit differently so we could have like every round like oh. Best matchup possible, best matchup yeah, possible. Yeah, and, and the point I brought up was, so yeah. the last game of the regular season, the Clippers could have lost, and basically the Warriors would have been playing Phoenix, mm-hmm. the Lakers would have been playing um, Sacramento, yeah. and then the Clippers would have been the seventh seed, but yeah. if they won the play-in, they would be playing Memphis. Right. And They definitely would have preferred what, that poll. <laughs> and basically what Clippers, like, Clippers were like, we don't want to get to the play-in, so we don't want to lose, right. so they won their last game, right. and they beat the Phoenix Suns, but they rested everybody mm-hmm. to, to be the five seed. But in retrospect, and I think a lot of people were saying this before, it would probably be better if they lost. It's right. one of those they were going to win in the play-in. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, you were going to win the play-in, and then yeah. playing Memphis, I think, without Paul George is a much better matchup for right. you. And yeah. then Warriors-Phoenix would have just been a crazy round one. Yeah. And then having a Lakers-Sacramento yeah. would have been also great. Like, yeah. I think the matchups would have been a little nicer yes. coming out A little out less of one-sided from a top. and you Exactly. Know. But it kind of got to that. The second, all right, so next up we'll yep. hit, uh, so the series is over, right? Yep. Philadelphia sweeps Brooklyn. Game four without Joel Embiid still wins. Yeah, I think I think Philly's like let's just get this over with so we can get Joel some time to rest up and yeah. so we can I be mean, ready. Once they hit three zero, it was kind yeah. of just like at most five. Probably you're gonna yeah. win your game five in Phoenix. Brooklyn just coasted to get to the point where like we were in the playoffs. Let's just not totally tank it out and then let's just go get killed by whatever. It, team. it felt like that Pistons from like 2019. With oh my like god! Griffin, where it was yeah. just like. Can we get enough just to can we sneak get in, in at and then 500 sneak in and it's like yeah you're literally 41 and or 42 and 40 and then yeah. it was like and now here's Giannis. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of felt like it was like here's Joel Embiid. Yeah. For 3 games and then he got hurt. Yeah. Um but he should be back hopefully by game 1 of the next series. They have at least 5 or 6 days off probably yeah. cuz the get next game ready. the next series we talk about here yeah. Boston and Atlanta. Right. So that's 2-1 in there. They're going to mm-hmm. play game 4 today. I'm which, surprised Atlanta even got one nod of that. I know. Yeah. I think it's going to be Boston in 5. I yeah. think they're just going to take the next two. I, I thought after that um, first game 1 I was like wow this is rough. just going to be And even game a 2 disaster. was disaster. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think Boston takes it in 5. Mm-hmm. So they play today and they play Tuesday. So that means the Philly series, if they won both of those, probably would start Friday or Saturday. Okay. So it's giving Philly probably upwards of five to six days off to get yeah. Joel Embiid ready. Get so hopefully he's up. there for game one because I think Boston and Philly would be a really fun series. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised, you know, that it's even gone. It's even going to go to five, right? Like I said previously. But also, I mean, Boston just looks like a buzzsaw right now. Their, their, their guard play, you mentioned it, you know, and you've really kind of studied this team because you're, you're just looking for potential Laker matchups. I know what you do. Um, but, you know, their guard play has been phenom- phenomenal. Um, well, the crazy part is they have, so you got Marcus and Jalen Brown as your starting guards. Yeah. They have the sixth man of the year and Malcolm yeah. Brogdon coming right. off the bench as a guard. Right. So you have a three-guard combo there that's yeah. like, any day, mm-hmm. defense. Wh- whose day shooting. is it? Yeah. And then you have Jason Tatum. As and then you have like, Tatum as your forward with Robert Williams, <laughs> one of the best bigs uh, defensively. Yeah, right. It's just kind of like a buzzsaw yeah. of, a, of a They're a deep team. roster. They're well coached, right? They were able to weather that storm with the whole Adoka thing, and uh-huh. now they're just, they're just rolling, right? And yeah. I think that they feel that it's now is their time. Mm-hmm. Giannis being banged up, which we'll get to in a second, you just feel like Boston's like, okay, we're going to take the East, and we're going to be ready. For LA or you know Denver or or you know Phoenix, whoever comes out of the West, we're like, okay, it's this is our turn. 
It's yeah. our turn to get it done. Yeah. So those are all of the I think kind of blowout series. Yeah. yeah. I think I guess the other hey, at least blowouts... it, hey, Atlanta traded a lot of stuff for uh Murray just to get destroyed in the first round. So it all worked out yeah. for everybody. In the... I, I would say I guess unfortunately <laughs> the other blowout series, which what didn't look like it was gonna be a blowout yeah. series, is the Phoenix Clippers series. Yeah. Uh, game one, Clyde puts up that 38-point mm-hmm. performance and wins game one. Shockingly, because I did not think they were going to win game one no. in Phoenix. Um, but then Kawhi goes out for game three and four, and now he's kind of out indefinitely, which probably means he won't play the rest of the series, meaning they'll probably lose in game five and just be out. Yeah. Um, yeah, looking at it, they were saying there was knee swelling, and it wasn't even like Kawhi's decision. It was just kind of like, yeah, you probably shouldn't play on this. So mm-hmm. it's like I, I, I can't even blame him. Um but at the same time, it's like you need to figure out your training situation because you can't be missing 35 games a year Yeah, and be well, like... And, and that's the hard part, too, is it's one of those things on. where if you're Giannis or Joel Embiid and you play yeah. 70 games in the regular season and then the postseason you get hurt, it's like, okay, that's one thing. Yeah. You load man... You you missed yeah. 40 games this year right. just to be like, he is now going to be ready for the play. He right. is as healthy as you can physically be for the right. playoffs and you play one playoff game that's 40 minutes yeah. and now your knee swells up and now you can't play again. It's just the, crazy. You know, we talked about this off air, but their stat of that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have only played 38% of their potential games together is disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's so terrible. Like, this so much feels like Lions or like Pistons luck, where it's like, oh, we finally got these these guys that are like, oh, just imagine, right? Like, in Madden, it's awesome. Or in NBA yeah. 2K, this is the best team ever. And then it never transpires in your life because you never see it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like... It's disgusting. If yeah. I'm if I'm a Clippers fan, you go, man, all this potential in the world, yeah. and we've gotten what one Western Conference final run out of it. We haven't even made the finals. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Lakers have won one already, and are primed yeah. to look like to kind of get steamrolling to get to a second one. And we're over here like, well, Paul George looks really good on a poster, yeah, but and we're selling tickets, but we ain't winning jack shit. Yeah, I think, and kind of the funny thing about that is. The four games, the four series we just talked about, yeah, are, are four teams that are going to be playing each other, yeah. So like those series are basically over. Right now we're going to talk about the four series that some of them are kind of over mm-hmm. and some of them are really interesting depending right. on. Yeah, so we'll talk about the East ones first. Okay, I think the West ones are a little more exciting. Um, Milwaukee, Miami, yeah, is the series where you wouldn't think it's close, yeah, until your best player goes out, mm-hmm. and now it's competitive. It's Shit. Yeah. So right. Miami's up two one. Yes, Miami is up two one. Right. Because Giannis played six minutes in game one, got hurt, hurt yep. his back, didn't come back, and hasn't played in game two and three. Yep. So they're down two one. Yeah, it's sketchy. And it's sketchy because this Miami team, just in general, I thought would give you problems if you're yes. Milwaukee healthy. Yep. Now that you don't have your best player and the best player on the planet. Yep. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's it's not looking great for Milwaukee. I think this is the series, if you look at it and go, okay, this is the series that probably goes seven. Yes. You know, I think and that it shouldn't go seven. No, it shouldn't. Like, but it's going to Yeah, I, I think they will themselves here. You know, I'm going to talk in the present tense and look like an asshole when they go down 3-1. But, like, I think they even it up, and then from there, right, it's basically, okay, you know, grip it and rip it, three-game series, let's go, right, yeah. and hope to God that he can be – if, if I'm Milwaukee – I am just trying to survive mm-hmm. to get to game seven yeah. and hope to God that he's ready for that game Yeah, because I know it's a back, it's a finicky area, right? He's a big guy. That doesn't help. Um, that's kind of where I'm holding my cards where I'm like, okay, if we can just get him for one yeah. to get I think, through it. I think Milwaukee was so unfortunate in this situation and Miami was so lucky in this situation because yeah. Milwaukee 
realistically, so Miami and Atlanta played. Miami was the heavy favorite in that game. Yeah. If Miami would have beaten Atlanta in the playoff game, mm-hmm. then it would have been Miami and Boston. Yeah. And Atlanta probably would have been the eight seed. Yeah. And I think even without Giannis, yeah. Oh, yeah. you could I mean, probably yeah. get through Sorry. this Atlanta team. Trey Young games. is so inefficient. We talk about Russell Westbrook and with a lot. And Holiday on him and yeah. stuff, I don't think it would have been. I think I don't think you'd much worry even no. without Giannis there. Because you don't have that, You don't, A, the defensive prowess of, of that team, right, of a Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. right, of, you know, who you have there. And then, two, coaching levels different. Three, just their, their team makeup is guard heavy in Atlanta yeah. where you can match their guard play. Yeah. So I just think, I think, and then Miami side, it's like, yeah, we lost. Oh dang. Now we have to play Milwaukee, but now Milwaukee doesn't have their best player. Yeah. They kind of, you just kind of like walk into a lot of luck if you're Miami mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Just with Giannis. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know, know if this is very competitive. Right. Um, it's competitive, but I think it's probably 2-1 Milwaukee going into probably a 3-1 lead for Milwaukee at this point. Yeah. But instead, it's kind of flipped, and now you kind of look at maybe a Miami 3-1. Which yeah, is if Milwaukee goes down round one, that's a big hit for a lot of people because I think a lot of people are like, well, now, like, nothing well, against the, now, Miami. Now the East just kind of turns into a two-horse a two race. A two-horse race that's a two. It kind of turns into what it was two years ago Yeah, where um, I think Milwaukee got upset, and then it was – or no, it was sorry. It was um, Philly got upset by Atlanta. So then you had that awesome Brooklyn right. Milwaukee series. Right. But that was the semifinal game. Right. So then the conference yeah, final. Atlanta was, went. Yeah. Atlanta got to that. And Atlanta up, got there. So it was Atlanta killed. Milwaukee and got killed. Yeah. That's kind of what you're looking at this year. That's where, why everyone still thinks Trey Young's a really good basketball player. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, but this year, you kind of look at the same boat. Where if Milwaukee gets out, it's like okay, you got Boston, Philly. Right. Winner, that's probably going to play. Knicks, Cavs, or Miami. Ugh. Yeah, that's yeah. None that's of those not the Eastern Conference Final. That the Cavs were like maybe. Yeah, maybe we can do. <laughs> oh my god, talk about that storyline. Cavs, but, uh, Lakers. Cavs play LeBron. Ooh, Ooh Donovan guys. Mitchell's like, I'm gonna put up 50, and it ain't gonna matter. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do our best. Um, speaking of the Cavs, yeah. Cavs, Knicks. Yep. Cavs are down two one. I'm surprised and by I, that. I am too. I thought the Cavs going into the season, especially, were like one of those teams where you go, oh, "This team's pretty deep. They they've drafted well, right? Um, you get Donovan Mitchell now. Okay, that's like your premier, like your yeah. guy, right? Um, you know, I like the team. I like I the team too. makeup. I'm surprised the Knicks are giving them as much fits as they are. Yeah, I will say. This is a series I thought would go seven games. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. every every year, yeah. You look at the eight games. There's always that one game that stands out. And goes that's probably a seven game series. Yeah. Like I don't know what it is about right. it. it. Just feels well because you're just like I don't really like you like them, but you're like I'm not super. Yeah, confident. they're both kind of yeah. bad, but kind yeah. of good. Yeah. And so like it just feels what like seven team games. shows up that night. It's never consistent enough to be like okay, this is the team. Yeah, like I can pinpoint that series like every year. That's like yeah. it just feels like seven games. Mm-hmm. This one just feels like seven games to me. Yeah. And I think it still might go seven games. I think so too. And I think game seven in Cleveland is just kind of a toss up. Cause I think they're both relatively equal yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just whoever's hotter that day. Yeah. So this is the one series I'm like, I don't really know. Yeah. I felt confident with Cleveland, not confident enough to bet anything on them, <laughs> but I was like, I think Cleveland wins this yeah. because they have the home court advantage, but not it's, 100%. it's super close. Yeah. It's tough. Really this Knicks team way. is a hard one for me to read too. Right. Like I look at their roster and I go, okay, you know, you've got like the Julius Randles of the world and like the Derrick roses and all this stuff. And you're like, okay, like Brunson's yeah, Jalen Brunson's now there. He's just like, huh, I told you Dallas, and like that kind of thing. He's played well. Right. I like Thibodeau as a coach, even though nobody else apparently does. Cause he's apparently a dick face, but like he's a good coach. Yeah, he's a good coach. Um, 
I, I don't know. I just this this Knicks team is like the most streaky team ever, right? Like we've seen it over the last couple of years, where like okay, they can. There's three games where they're unstoppable, uh-huh. and then there's three games where you go, "What the hell are the Knicks doing?" It's, yeah, this game four on Sunday. They play Sunday yeah, at one yeah. o'clock. It's gonna be huge. Yeah, they play in in New York, obviously. Yep. So if Knicks win that one, it's gonna be a tough one for the Cavs to come back from. Yeah, if the Cavs can pull it out. Like like the Knicks at game one mm-hmm. to make it two two, I think it helps Cleveland all a ton. Yes, so stealing one, stealing getting with, that home court back in your favor is huge. Yeah, after after losing a close game one, yeah. where you kind of should have won it, but you kind of let it go at the end. Yeah, winning that game four on the road just to be like, all right, we can win on the road, right? And now you have home court back. Yeah. It's very important. That's how so. Phoenix kind of got the series back into a stranglehold for them against the Clippers, right? Where okay, you drop one. In, in 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 your home court, and you go mm, now. You got to steal one somewhere, yeah. and so now it's like, okay, you went back to back in L.A. Yeah, now probably. Now yeah, now okay. it's kind of just go finish you, it off. Yeah, now. now you can just finish off game five at home, yeah. and you don't have to travel back to L.A. Exactly, so. exactly. Uh, and then the last two here are the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do. We can do Lakers first because I think that one is. Slightly less interesting, yeah. Just because I think kind of Lakers are going to kind of start taking this series a little mm-hmm. more. Um, Lakers, Memphis. We just watched Game Three wow, what Saturday a night, what and a Lakers disaster. look all amazing. Um, uh, here's the thing: is it that the Lakers look amazing, or it's just like Memphis is like, I, I like taking like the Dylan Brooke comments out of it yeah. for a second, okay? You, you you just give a motivation, number one, right? Like, everyone's like, oh, LeBron's going to turn on fire. Like, LeBron had a nice game. He didn't do anything crazy. No, Lebr- LeBron's not a player yeah. that, like... But it, the team went, oh, really? Oh, okay, yeah, cool. LeBron's yeah. not an, an immediate receipt guy. No. He is a, at the end of the series, we're just going to beat you in five instead of six or seven. Yeah. And just be like... But what I found interesting, though, is and, and that I think is kind of the scary part for the West is Anthony Davis looks like... A different being right now. He's Anthony Davis in the bubble, and that's scary. Couple that with the fact that I think D'Angelo Russell, minus that fourth quarter yesterday, where it was a little sketch, I thought he played really well. And then, you know, like Hachimura and those guys are Hachimura coming in clutch. Is crazy. Yeah. Off the bench. Yes. I did not know he was like that in yeah. Washington. Well, it's probably because he was starting and he was taking bad shots because he played for a shit Washington team. Like, I'm guessing Hachimura would not look as good in a piston uniform. Let's put it that probably. way. Um, Austin Reeves looks really good yeah. in the system. Like, I think everything, mm-hmm. I think they just found the perfect assortment of guys yeah. to work with LeBron and AD at this point. Yeah. AD is the key. AD is if you 1, yeah, if you want to beat the Lakers, it's not stop LeBron, it's stop AD. Yeah. If they can stop AD and and stop, he was such a physical presence in Game Three, uh-huh. like where I was like, they don't have anybody who and can I think, match up. With I was him. gonna say the problem that Memphis has, and yeah. the problem that Sacramento and the Warriors would have, yeah. is they don't have the interior presence. Nobody. Is Kevin like, Looney gonna yeah, gonna, gonna line Warriors up? have Kevin Looney and Draymond yeah. Green as their bigs. Yeah. Well, Draymond's the greatest player ever. I don't know if you heard that or not. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, my he's bad. pretty cool. And Sacramento has Sabonis, who's right. fine in the middle. Yeah. But their interior defense, the reason why, and we can get into this too, is the reason why the Kings are kind of looking really good against the Warriors outside of Game 3 or what yeah. have you, is the Kings have really bad interior defense. Mm-hmm. They're really good perimeter players. Right. And the problem with the Warriors is they don't drive the basketball. No, they're at all. They're shooters. No, they're all spot they're, shooters. They're spot yep. shooters. They yep. run around the three-point line and yep. shoot. Pick, and pop, and when go. when you have yep. Davion Mitchell, the Baylor kid who plays really good mm-hmm. defense, Darren Fox who can run around with you, Sabonis who's a stretch guy, so he likes to go out and play defense on the right. perimeter. Right. When you have all these perimeter guys, it works. Right. When you're going to play the Lakers, mm-hmm. who LeBron, uh, Russell, AD, yep. Austin Reeves randomly yeah. all like to drive and mm-hmm. attack the rim. 
And you don't have that rim protection there because Sabonis yeah. is not going to go guard AD by any means. Right. I think both those teams are going to struggle mightily yeah. against the Lakers when we get there. Yeah. And that's why the Warriors, I think in game three, were like, hey, maybe we attack the basket a little bit. Yeah. And they started attacking the basket, and they start scoring. Like, Jordan Poole, if he wants to, can attack the basket. For some reason, in game one and two, was like, let me be a spot-up shooter. Well, he hit that one shot in the and he turning, hit the one so. shot. Yeah. yeah, he hit the one shot <laughs> six years ago from Michigan, and all of a sudden he thinks he's like Steph Curry out here. It's not. Got a lucky shot against Houston. I got a $45 million contract, Mike. I know it's best. Yeah. Calm it down. Um, but, yeah, no, these, both these series, I mean, I think the Lakers series is a lot more done. I, I, than, I won't be shocked if Memphis comes back in game four, gets a win, just because they got so embarrassed. Maybe. In, uh, you know what I mean? Where it was like, this was a disaster. Like, that wasn't a, that wasn't a basketball game. I've 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 been part of games like that where you see that seventy two to six blowout in a little league game, right? I've been on the receiving end and on the coaching side of it where you go, okay, well maybe next time, right? Yeah. Like you you've been there. That's what this game was like the you know the head coach for Memphis. I don't even know his name. He looks like Tom Segura, so that's all I can think of now. Every time I see him, he's just standing there and he goes, "How do I get out of this arena fast enough?" Mm-hmm. Like I firmly believe if you could have been like. Okay, we're good. Are we good after a quarter and a half? Yeah. We're good? Okay, cool, thanks. Well, well, let's just pick it back up in two days because this is a shit show, right? Yeah. Um, I do think that they can't play worse. Let me put it that way. Yeah. So I do think they can come back and with, the you know, kind of like, hey, we just got smacked in the mouth pretty hard here, right? Let's let's see. I won't be shocked if they steal game four and get it to a three-game series. Yeah. But – the odds are, I don't think this goes seven. I think at max it goes six, and I think there's a high probability it goes five, and you just go, you're not there yet. Yes. That's kind of what I, I kind of agree. I yeah. agree with that. Like now, the, the, now, the Warrior series. This is a fascinating series to me. I love the Sacramento love, by the oh way. I, I'm digging it. I I'm, love. I, I love how Mike the, Brown is making a comeback, this, too. This is, the seri- this is my favorite series. Yeah. A lot of a, fun. By a long shot. Yeah. Like, I will, every game I've Nothing into, tying it together outside of Mike Brown was just an assistant for for uh, yeah. for them for so long. But, like, outside of that, you're just like, the Kings are just like, screw it. Let's just see what happens, yeah. right? And, I, and it's really fun to, because Warriors always have the good home court crowds. Yeah. But just, like, when they play in Sacramento, like, game one and oh two. Oh, my gosh. So like, loud. It was so crazy. Yeah. So, like, you felt like, yeah. oh, they haven't been here in 17 years? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They haven't been here in 17 Lions years. Lions get a home field yeah. home field game, Ford Field? It's yeah, going to be like that. that. That's how it's going to be. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, man, it, like, it just feels so electric. It was yeah. like every shot that went in was mm-hmm. just like, felt oh, my different. God, we just won the NBA Finals. Yeah, and literally. Like, yeah. And like so, it's 3 nothing. It, was, it, it, was, it was a very, it's been a very fun first three games. This series, I could also see going seven games. Yeah. This is the other one where I was mm-hmm. like, the Warriors are so bad on the road, like yeah. atrociously bad on the road, yeah. but they're so good at home that I was like, this just feels like home, 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 game seven, see right. what happens. See what happens. And I think that's kind of what we're leaning to. I would rather, I would really like to see Sacramento get this series win. I think it would do so much for the franchise. I think it'd be a better game, matchup too. Like, yeah, I get it. It's Laker, or it's you know, it's LeBron versus the Warriors and that kind of narrative. I get that, but this isn't the same Warriors team mm-hmm. either, right? Like, to me, it's 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 at a point where I'm like, I'm just tired of seeing the Warriors just magically throw up Hail Mary shots and get away with it. You know what I mean? Like, it drives me insane because there's half the time there's no real logic to it. It's just Curry from the logo, and he makes it. And while that's extremely impressive, don't get me wrong, yeah. I'm like, 
Okay, great. How you feel about that is how I feel about the Chiefs, just so we're clear. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, like, exactly. we had the same feel oh, yeah, yeah. I have it for football. Well, I've, I've had it for, like, Aaron Rodgers, right, where he stands back in the pocket for 15 seconds, and it's like, oh, he just threw a dart. And I go, well, the corner had to go get oxygen because he's been running around a circle for 27 minutes because yeah. no one can get to him. But anyway, um, I think the Kings-Lakers matchup would be fun. You've got a little bit of history there from that old Western Conference Finals where the Kings definitely got screwed way back in the Dizay. Mm-hmm. You know, I think those crowds would be electric as well. A different kind of style. Mike Brown, former Lakers coach, right? His coach LeBron, mm-hmm. a long time. I think it'd just be a fun, you know, lots of stuff there. Maybe not as sexy by any stretch, but I don't I don't think sometimes I would rather have a little more substance. I think the Lakers kill the Warriors, by the way. Unless the Warriors go super hot. Andy Davis has fifty, barring he doesn't stub his toe and is out for six weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's a very yeah. fun matchup. So are you finally maybe buying into when I said they can make the Western Conference Finals that you don't see it's, like, impossible? No, I don't see it's impossible. I just think it's one of those situations where, you know what it is for me a little bit? Is that it's just a card to believe that it could happen? No, not even that. It's more of an annoyance for me. Mm. And here's why. Because I like teams that are consistent. Like, I'm all about consistency, right? Like, I love the thought of, like, I know what I'm going to get out of my team because they built it. Like, that, those Pistons years, when they were really good, they were consistent as hell, uh-huh. right? Like, they just, you just knew, right? Even if they lost, you're like, yeah, but they played their game, you yeah. know? I'm just so tired of the narrative of, well, the Lakers are hot garbage for 98% of the <laughs> year and squeak into the playoffs because everybody in the NBA makes the playoffs now. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, now it's just like, I think it's a, a, an NBA fundamental problem a little bit where it's like, as long as we have enough stars, we're going to be okay, right? As compared to like those compl- more complete basketball teams. We don't see that anymore. And so I guess that's more of like a old timer in me where like, I just want to see good team basketball rather than, okay, well, Durant's going to get the benefit here, and then LeBron's going to get hit in the nuts, and then everyone's going to be, oh, my God, this is crazy. Yeah, and, I will know. say the last time I saw good, like, awesome team basketball yeah. was when KD was with the Warriors, and I never want that ever again. So, <laughs> uh, well, because that was good team basketball with 15 stars, yeah. right? Those, there's a difference, right? Like, if you just saw a team, you're like, wow, this team's like a good basketball team because they play well yeah. together, right? It's, and, it's really hard because, like, those yeah. teams are like the Spurs in, like, 2013. Yeah, they weren't sexy. as all dicked. <laughs> watch there are like i just and that's why i, I like those I heat teams are fun friends with that it's yeah. like i'm like i'm like i understand they're awesome yeah like but, I, the, but I it's death by paper cut it's, it's like the 49ers in football yeah whereas i understand they're good but watching them throw eight passes and run the ball <laughs> yeah. and just run down your throat because you can't stop them <laughs> is annoying and stick to watch yeah once you get into coaching i think you'll have a, a more fonder appreciation of it because... I have a, listen i have an appreciation like listen if i had the ability to have a team like the Niners where all you had to do is yeah. run the like throw the ball eight times, you could just run it down people's throat. I would do it. Yeah. But I'm just saying it as a fan, yeah. it's like, okay, watching the Spurs set up pick and rolls yeah. and you know, yeah, Tim Duncan and, from and Tim six Duncan inches and you're like, and oh, everything's son of perfect. A... <laughs> it's just bothersome to watch. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I just it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, you know, like I get it. You're the Lakers, blah, 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 blah. Like yeah. I, I'm I, it's gonna be a weird sensation to feel like when LeBron finally does hang it up and you go what the hell are people going to talk about because like what will people talk no about? seriously like question. right like because you're gonna be like okay so he's not on any team so that team's not gonna like make 16 trades and all of a sudden become a title contender now mm-hmm. so what do we do and skip bayless is gonna have to retire because he, what the hell is he gonna He'll talk probably retire about? the same day he does yeah 
It's either that or he's going to talk about the damn Cowboys for the rest of his life. It's one of those two things. He made like eight tweets in like three minutes of that opening game, of that game. And I go, dude, it's it, we're not even five game, five minutes in and the game's already over. I don't know what you could be talking about. It's yeah. ridiculous. But anyway. It's um, an anomaly, let me tell you. Yeah, he's wild. <laughs> one of these days we'll get an audience like him and then we'll be like, oh, so this is what sports talk is actually supposed to be like instead of just somebody saying inflammatory remarks just to get people riled up for no reason. I can do that too, but. We choose not to because we have a higher level of standards. You, you could do that. We, I, I definitely could. I could. I could be throwing a lot of hot takes around here, yeah. but I throw hot takes, not. but sometimes I actually hit. Yeah, so that feels good. <laughs> like when I said, "Hey, for the every Lakers... every TCU one, there's a Lakers run." Yeah. yeah, for every, I think TCU has a chance. Yeah, there's a. I think the Lakers could make the Western yeah. Conference final. The Rob goes, "Come on, I'm, you're not going to do that." I was that. like, "All and right, then when, you, when you're All right. it up and you go, okay, you could be right." Yeah, that. Rough because I will say three weeks ago you said you better not say the Lakers because you know it's not true. <laughs> I remember that. Listen, I was here when Jokic went holds up that Larry O'Brien trophy. <laughs> I'll die, and I'm gonna be like, Where's your jersey? Yeah, I'll go still Josh's away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So well, that's not fair. Josh actually is Nicole Jokic yeah, is. just at 15 years old. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> Shout out to Josh, we Shout love him. Josh, um, all right, let's shift focus here a little bit. Um, we got draft central, Mike. We got a lot yeah. of stuff, but before we get there, I, we got to talk about some negatives. But before we even get to there, we got this segment is brought to you by our favorite sponsor, okay. the sponsor. <laughs> Righteous Felling Craft Jerky. Get use our code always right for fifteen percent off at Righteous Felling Craft Jerky. Righteousfelling.com. Use the code always right. Okay. Endless shilling over with now. I, I'm just delaying the inevitable because we gotta talk about it and I don't want to. So the Lions off season, as great as it's been. Oh, all the, all the positives. Yeah, I want to get to this now, and then we'll get to draft stuff because I I know I, I want to kind of lump it all together because that's fun, and I got to get out of this out of the way because this is garbage. Okay. The Lions apparently didn't get the memo that you're not supposed to <laughs> be gambling on NFL and or college sports in the facility. Apparently, that PowerPoint presentation <laughs> did not have enough sound effects, didn't have enough sweet slide transitions, didn't have enough like. <laughs> Every single word does a loop-de-loop to its bullet point. I don't know what they did wrong to not understand what the hell the league rule is, but apparently we didn't get the memo. So coming out of this week on Friday, Mike texts me, and I go, oh, son of a bitch, something happened. I'm taking my cats to a grooming appointment, by the way, and I get a text from you on my phone, and I go, oh, something happened in sports. Mike's texting me out of the blue, and then sure as shit, I go, son of a bitch. So... Quintez Cephas, the famous Quintez Cephas, mm-hmm. wide receiver number seven in your playbooks, number one in your hearts. Um, and uh, Wisconsin native. Yeah, Wisconsin native. Yeah. Um, hardest guard, apparently, according to Jeff Okuda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're going all hot takes here. Um, and what was the other guy? CJ uh, Moore. CJ, thank you, CJ Moore. I couldn't remember his first CJ Moore, uh, very good Lions special teamer. Mm-hmm. Um, have been suspended indefinitely for at least a year and have now been cut from the Lions for betting on NFL games, mm-hmm. a la Kelvin Ridley. Because once again, PowerPoint presentation <laughs> was, not was not up to snuff. Not enough colors. I don't know what happened. Uh-huh. It happened. Followed up by the news that one Jameson Arnenthal-Williams, I don't know, um, has decided that he was like, all right, I got it. Don't bet on NFL games. But <laughs> let me, like, I can bet on college games, right? Like, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm not supposed to do it on the property either? Shit. Let me run over that 7-Eleven real fast and bet on him and then run back. No, that's too much. My ACL hurts. So Jameson Williams is suspended six games for betting on college games within the Lions facility. That includes also any team hotels, any team planes, transportation, any NFL venue, basically. Yes. Right? You are not allowed to bet in any kind, in any sport, obviously not NFL games, but on anything inside NFL facilities. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get to the ramifications of this, okay. do we think, is this just because the Lions look like jackasses a little bit? And they've also fired some staffers that apparently did this at well, yeah. so everyone apparently just did not attend this seminar. I don't know. <laughs> the gambling yeah, seminar. Yeah, the gambling <laughs> seminar. Everyone's like, Dan Campbell's like, hey, listen up, spit something out, and then, you know, and everyone's like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then five minutes later, everyone's sleeping. There's your left like, toe right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Dan Campbell's like, okay, well. Uh, we bite kneecaps, but we don't know how to follow instructions. Um, is six games a bit much for the Jamison Williams in particular violation where you're betting on non-NFL sports, mm-hmm. on non-NFL games, which that would make sense, right? Obviously, you're not allowed to – you're in the NFL. You can't bet on NFL games, right? Yeah. You're in buildings. It doesn't work. That CJ Moore – I'm not even going to talk about those two guys. A, they're not on the team anymore, but B, you're an idiot. Sorry. You're a special teamer, fringe guy. You, you're going to re- really, how stupid can you be? That's number one. But the Jameson Williams one, while he, he violated rules, deserves to get his hand slapped. I get that. But six games, that seems a bit high for this violation. Considering this is the same league that's like BetMGM, uh, Sportsbook, DraftKings, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. And that he's not betting on it. Like, I just feel like, yes, okay, fine. Fine him. Even suspend him a couple games. But six games for this seems a bit high for the the crime, I guess, is the best way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say so because I think it's one of those, like, I think, one, it's under half a season. So I like, like a I, third I, of the season, though. Yeah, and two, I think it's one of those things where you have to, like, set the example of. Because, yeah. like, if it was only, like, two or three games. Yeah. I think people still risk it. Well, but here's the thing. I think it's like <laughs> if it was two or three games, that's your first, your second offense is More. half the season. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Like I, the, I, yeah, I don't mind the six games. Yeah. Um, I think everyone who's like, I think it's a stupid rule, I think it's stupid. I think well, it's, no. I think I it's an important rule to have. Yeah. Like, I don't think you should be betting on team property. Yeah. Like, I think if, like. I do think it's weird that you can go across the street, though, and bet and then walk yeah. past. <laughs> I think that's a little funny. That well, example. I was like, I, I, well, like, my two thoughts were one. Like, you could just get a friend to go on FanDuel and do it for you. Yeah. Like it's don't tell them that, because yeah, NFL's listening right now, like, oh, these sons of bitches. Yeah, Everyone's getting yeah you could definitely do that. And two, I was like, is, I, I just... It's stupid. It's there's stupid. a lot There's a lot of stupidity happening yeah. in this whole I situation. I, just, I, I, think it's, I think it's fair all around, and I, I didn't have any problem with it. It just sucked that... Because, like, if it would have been anyone else, yeah. like, like, to us, yeah. like, if it came out, it was like, oh... Um, Alan Lazard yeah. did this, and he was suspended six games. I don't think we would be like, okay, whatever. I do, like, th- yeah. Like I don't think it would be important to us, right? And we would not be bitching about, yeah. oh, it's six games. That's yeah. crazy. We'd be like, it's six games. Whatever. Well, I do think but it's, it's us. It's like I, I don't think it's that so much for me as more as like the NFL has this weird like barometer. Like Ray Rice got two games for beating the crap out of his wife, right? Yeah. But because he didn't bet on sports that weren't the NFL, James Williams game. Like, that's the part to me where I'm like, we have no barometer of, like, yeah. severity, I guess is the question. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Deshaun Watson got six games. Like, really? Six games? Well, he, he got 12 games. Huh? He got 12 games. Okay, sorry. Well, he got six games for something else, I thought. Well, no, he originally got six, and oh, okay. then he got moved to 12. Oh, okay, okay. 
But, like, there's a certain thing where I go, okay, so one guy can be accused of sexual misconduct by, like, 35 women, right, and then pay them all off so they don't go to court. And that gets 12 games. But this kid who doesn't know how to use a phone off of of the right IP address all of a sudden, (laughs) you know what I mean, gets a half of that for not even betting. I just think there needs to be a better barometer by the NFL as a whole maybe is my my point. I would also just just say that this is like the first time it's come up. Yeah. So I think you are setting the barometer right. now. Maybe. Like, like, cause outside of Calvin Ridley doing yeah. it in NFL games. We hadn't games, really seen it. Yeah. And, and the Calvin Ridley one, because Quintez and CJ did the same thing. They both got yeah. a year. Right. Indefinite, whatever it right. was. Right. Like we haven't seen anyone bet mm-hmm. on non like NFL games. Yeah. So they're like, okay, what do we want to set the precedent as? We're going to set it at this. Yeah. So I would be annoyed if in like two weeks, mm-hmm. Dalvin cook, got three weeks or yeah, three right. weeks or something. Yeah, yeah. That'd be like, okay, then that's stupid. Yeah. But at the moment, I'm like, okay, as long as the present's setting out at six games, yeah. I think it's fine. Shifting focus a little bit here. Does this incident mm-hmm. concern you going into the season now for the Lions? Not from the aspect of, well, they're down Jameis Williams. Calm it down. Like, no. they, they still had a top five offense without him in the roster, okay? The whole point was he was going to make them even better. Yeah. Relax. I'm not even necessarily think I'm not even going to bring up is it going to change their draft plans because if it does that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard because if you're Brad Holmes and you think that losing Jameis Williams for six games all of a sudden means you got to draft a wide receiver two rounds higher then I don't want you as my general manager. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking more from a. It felt like the Lions had all the momentum coming out of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Eight and two, blah blah blah. We talked about it. Now with some of the with some of the free agency moves they've made, right? You 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 have five picks in the top eighty. Like you you're really set up here to really kind of have a window to make a real legitimate run. Okay, does this incident make you more nervous? Like, because I'm already nervous going into the year. The amount of expectations that are on this team, the fact that they're the favorites to win the North, like that's a lot, right? That we in our lifetimes have not really experienced. Does this make you concerned or nervous or does this make you a little more like cynical about this team? They were like, mm, there's a lot of narrative going on right now, but they haven't done jack shit and this is not helping, right? We're like, now you're losing a premier playmaker for this team. Like, it just feels like that situation, like when they went 11 and five, or they went 10 and six with Schwartz, then the next year, like eight people got busted with weed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And suspended. And you go, what the hell is happening? I'm just, maybe it's the Lions fan in me. It just, stuff like this makes me nervous yeah. because it makes me feel like we're derailing something when I feel like there is a legitimate, like you can talk to NFL people and they would agree with me when I say this Lions team is a good football team. Mm-hmm. And there are level of expectations where I'm trying to win 11, 12 games this year. That's where I'm at mm-hmm. right now. So does something like this, taking away from him as a player, right, does that make you afraid of this upcoming season? And does that change your narrative? I'm like, maybe this team isn't ready because we have immaturity problems or the organizational issues still, what have you. Yeah. Um, to answer, I have three points. Okay. To that. My first point is I'd be a lot more worried yeah. if this was like Amon Ra. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't think J-Mo. Because we haven't seen him yet. Because he didn't yeah. really play much. Right. And he wasn't. He was only there for, I felt yeah. like, a game and a half. I right. think he was there for, like, five games. But, but he if, really, yeah. He had one big play in Minnesota, yeah. and he had a couple 
sprinkled out mm-hmm. through a couple other games, but yep. he wasn't really there. Yep. Um, if this was like Amon Ra, I would be like, okay, well, that's like your big receiver. Like, that's yeah. like your guy yeah, yeah. at receiver. That would make me worried that mm-hmm. maybe it would be bad, but mm-hmm. because it's JMO, I'm like, he'll just. He, has a, he just has a couple the extra day, weeks to, to heal the ACL. Heal the ACL yeah. And, just and here's the thing, too. Their wide receiver room, right, is it's nothing not to... Yeah, I, I'm not going to say it's great, but you brought Marvin in for a reason, yeah. right? You still have Josh Reynolds. You have Amon Ra. You have Khalif Raymond. It, like I said, is it the sexiest room ever? And do I expect them to add somebody in the draft? Mm-hmm. Yes, I yeah, do. Probably. Not maybe in the first round, but I think they could, right? And I, no one's going to bat an eye if you said, well, they took Quentin Johnson 18. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I get it. The, the value was there, yeah. right? So I'm going to let you continue. Yeah. My second point is I think the schedule release is huge. Turns a little bit more of importance. Yeah. Because I think if your first six games is Chicago at home yeah, yeah. and the Raiders mm-hmm. and some of these teams that yeah. you could probably Arizona. Beat, Arizona. I don't know. I don't know if you're playing Arizona. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know off the top of yeah, my head yeah. exactly everyone they play. Right. Um, I think they play the NFC South or something. Okay. So um, if they pulled like a Tampa Bay or something, maybe mm-hmm. or something. Pretty much like, any of those teams. And really any, like Carolina, Atlanta <laughs> or something. Yeah, right. Like if they pulled three or four of those six teams in the first six, yeah. then I go, you, you should win anyway. You should probably win those without JMO anyway. Right. But if you're pulling like the Minnesotas yeah. or the Chiefs or the yeah. Chargers, it's like, man, you probably probably need the JMO for some of those yeah. to really feel really confident going into some of those games. Right. So I think the first six games in the schedule release, I think yeah. kind of turn up a little more importance mm-hmm. on um, how confident you feel going in without right. a guy like Jamison Williams being out there. What I do think is interesting about the suspension is before yeah, I'll let you hit your last point here is so he can he can train with the team. Up yep. until week one, right? And then preseason and everything. Right. And then he can come back, I think, in week th- four, three or four, where he can start practicing again. So yeah. so he's going to be, like, ready to go. Yeah, you can build the rapport back up, right? Like, he's going to have the timing down. Like, he should be ready to go week, week six or week seven. seven. Yeah, week yeah, seven. Depending on the, whatever the game yeah, yeah. that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I don't think – and also my third point is – I know everyone has the expectation of, oh, yeah, they're going to win 11, 12 games. Because I haven't seen it, yeah. I don't necessarily have that same expectation at the yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still like, you know, I think they went nine wins last year. I would expect 10 wins this year. Mm-hmm. Probably win the division because I don't think Minnesota is going to be record-wise no. as good and everything. Right. But, like, I don't have this, like, 12, 13 win expectation like everyone else has. Yeah. And so I'm like – if he misses six games and they lose a couple, like yeah. as long as you make the playoffs, I'm gonna. That's kind of on the boat I'm at too. And so. I think it's a hard line to walk between. And I don't think he's gonna make you lose four extra. Games. Well, and that's and that's my thought, right? Is I, I think it's a hard line because you're like, well, if you don't think he's gonna be that big of a difference maker, then why did you draft him twelfth overall? I go. It's not so much that. It's just he's he's at a position where they have a little bit of depth, mm-hmm. right? And two, this isn't Jared Goff going down, right? This isn't. You know, like if like okay, you lose Hutch, right? You're like okay, that's a big that's like that's your best pass rusher, right? And I think your Amon Ra point is pretty good, right? They've already managed to be a successful offense without him. Yeah. The whole point of Jamison Williams is, man, look what this offense is. Now let's put this kid in, I, and let's see where we go. And I feel like a, like a similar like I know the Chiefs are awesome, mm-hmm. but I think it's kind of like JMO kind of gives me the Tyree Kill vibe, mm-hmm. where I don't think he's necessarily in the the important piece. I think like Travis Kelsey 
Right. Amon Ross St. Brown right. are the important piece of the offense right. to make it run. Mm-hmm. I just think that when you have Tyreek, it changes how the defense has to play you. Right. Like when you have JMO out there. Right. Now you have you to have account to double for the team. Threat. You have to account for that. Yeah. When he's not out there, right. it's going to be Marvin, Josh Reynolds, mm-hmm. and, and uh, Amon Ra. Mm-hmm. You don't have that super deep threat out there that right. you have to double team necessarily. Right. Right. With JMO out there, it's like, man, this guy is the fastest guy on the field. Right. We have to make sure someone's accounted for him. Right. So I think it just shifts the defense focus around a mm-hmm. little bit. For but sure. I don't think it necessarily fundamentally changes your offense. I'm going to put it like this. Losing James Smith for six weeks does not mean that this team has a six-week buffer, right? Like, yeah. you need to come out. You can't, yeah, you can't start go one, one and, and six. five yeah. and go, go yeah. yeah, it's sorry because it's without J-Mo. Yeah, no. It's different if, like, Aiden Hutchinson was out. It's like, okay, maybe you... Well, because you're losing it's... your best pass rusher, right? Yeah. And and James Smith may be their best receiver. I don't know, right? Yeah. It, he could be... He's one or two, probably. Yeah, right. He was a starter, right? He's a definite starter. He was going to be their starting X receiver, probably, right? Like... There's a lot of things that suck about this. However, I do think it's a situation where I do think they'll be able to to make it without him, mm-hmm. right? And I do think that when he comes back, I think, once again, it just adds another dynamic to the offense. So, sucks nonetheless. All right, let's get to it. Draft Central, we got a lot of stuff to go over. Um, we've got an NFL draft that Mike and I are going to do, and we've got a WWE draft. So, which one do you want to do first, Mike? All right, I thought we were going to do WWE Okay, first, let's do WWE first. But... Oh, that's cool. Okay. Can do it. Can okay. Do it. Yeah. Okay. We'll save the Merck Zone mock draft corner at the end like we always do. Okay. Come on now. All right. WWE draft. So the reason why we're doing this is I think this Friday, right? This, this, Friday. this upcoming Friday is night one, and I think they're doing night two on Raw, Raw right? Yes. Um, no one's going to watch night one because they're watching the NFL draft, so it's fine. But <laughs> I'll be watching it. <laughs> it's because you have two TVs, jerk. Not the same. Some of us only got one TV, all right? Some of us are living, you know. In shoeboxes while others are living in mansions, right? It's fine. Um, My bad. <laughs> uh, the it's WWE like, it's draft. It's not like you have a laptop or anything. My yeah, bad. it's fine. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, but the yeah, WWE draft, right? We don't know from a from a title perspective. Are they establishing a new world championship? We don't know if they're given new tag belts. We don't know if they're splitting up stuff. We don't know if it's a hard line where we're getting split pay per views again. I have no idea. Right, I don't. I don't have any. I hope for some of that. Yeah, I, I like. I I wouldn't mind split pay per views again because I think it'd be fun to see. The problem with split pay per views is though, is you look back at some of those shows and you go, okay, those three matches were good, but then the rest of that show was not great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Backlash is already not looking to be the best show in the world. Let's put it that way. Omos, Seth Rollins, for random reasons, but at the same uh-huh. time, you go. At least I have everybody on the show still, right? Where, like, you, you don't necessarily yeah, have... I, I would say my, my argument, only argument against yeah. that is because they, they're not every, like, two or three weeks, yeah, yeah. you can actually, like, build stuff out. Too. For sure. Absolutely. No doubt about like, it. Like, yep. Instead I agree. of doing a show every three weeks, like, all right, yeah. if you have a show every six or seven weeks, yep. then you, you can build up nope, other stories enough. around it, fair and enough. it might actually be compelling yeah. instead of putting Seth Rollins and Omos on a show. Listen, listen, okay? Seth Rollins and Omos put on a five-star banger, you're going to be like, they, <laughs> I was dreaming because that's never going to happen, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, it's so while we're going to do this, Mike and I are going to have uh, 10 picks. Roman Reigns is on both shows because he is the undisputed universal WWE heavyweight champion, and we're going to hope to God that they're not going to just establish a new championship. They're just going to have eight belts for world champions now, apparently. Um, yep. So Roman's going to be technically on both shows. Five of me. And our undisputed tag team champions are going to be on both shows until we hear anything different. So Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens hold both Raw and SmackDown tag titles. They're on both shows. Everything else is up for grabs. Now, 
in the situation where if Mike takes Bianca Belair and he's rep, which one do you want to represent, Raw or SmackDown? I'm taking Raw because I wrote it down. Okay, Raw. Okay, so in the case that Mike takes Rhea Ripley and I take Bianca Belair, we'll just swap these the titles because that's what they do on television, and that's actually not a made up thing. That's legitimately what they've done multiple times. So it sucks. Yikes. Yeah. So we'll just Probably continue could, in WWE tradition. They could tradition. just put like a women's championship and like a divas championship like they did before. So then you don't. Well, have they're not these. divas. Don't you dare say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so in that in the event that in the event that Sorry. the women's champions swap brands, obviously they'll just swap the titles. Uh, U.S. and Intercontinental can be interchangeable for yeah, obvious I'm just reasons. All the champions, actually, just so you know. <laughs> so five new champions. Great. My compa- my t- television be compelling. I got to crown new people at all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I just get Gunther to play good matches. That's fine. All right. <laughs> all right. I'll let you pick first. Okay. Because you're raw. Go for it. Okay. With my first pick. Oh, boy. God, I get the whole litter. I know. You I get, get the, the whole litter I'm box. such a nice host, you man. Really, oh. Like, my goodness. I could have been a total dick and been like, well, I'm SmackDown. I would do better ratings. So, I get- <laughs> Yeah, you're on Fox. So, so, give me the first pick. Um, I will take the guy I absolutely am in love with, Cody Rhodes. All right. You steal him. It's fine. Cody's going number one. There was one or two people I was going to pick with number one, by the way. So it was him or Gunther is what you're saying? No. no. <laughs> Gunther would have been three. All right. So, all right. So, Cody's staying on Raw. That's not really all that shocking. I I would be stunned if he's not the first pick, quite frankly. Um, yeah. if, it's, if it's set up like how we set it up, I would be yeah. shocked if it's not. The first, uh, first pick for me on Friday Night SmackDown, I am going to take the new Friday Night Delight. I am going to take Seth. Rollins. That was going to be my. Yep. Seth freaking Rollins. Um, obviously, if you want to add any context, if, you, if you're like, well, this is why I'm taking it. But I think the top couple, everyone's like, oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, go ahead with your second overall pick. Yeah. Um, let's see. Try to think if there's anyone that. I wonder I w- how they're going to do the draft, too. Like, are they going to do that weird thing where they have a match and then the winner of that match? Like, well, they don't because they don't have like exclusive brands. Remember those years where like they had like a SmackDown versus Raw guy and then they did like doodly, doodly, yeah, doodly, yeah, yeah. doodly, doodly. And I was always like, who's making those picks? It's randomized. Yeah, it's weird though. Like randomized. randomized. I want to be randomized, but it's like, oh, Titus O'Neil's going. So. <laughs> yeah, they randomize the whole Raw roster, yeah. and then they pick like yeah. the biggest name possible right. to go yeah. over. Oh my! Yeah, I'm ready. For, I'm ready for Michael Cole to go. Oh my! About twelve times on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone. So obviously, too, right? I want to add while you're thinking through here, right? NXT is also available as well, right? So in case you want to call somebody up, you can. So like, if you're a really big. Um, uh, Fallon Henley fan, right? You can take her with your second overall pick, you know. Um, um, you can do that. Uh, tag teams count as one. Factions, uh, you can't take a whole faction. So the Judgment Day, you'll have to take Finn and then Dominic and Damien if tough. you want to do that. Good luck. Um, or, you know, like the Bloodline, you can't take the Usos and Solo. Um, yeah. If I had a choice, I'm sending Solo back to NXT, but that's just me, but... <laughs> If Solo goes in this draft, I will. Nope, I will not, on mine. not on mine. Everyone's gonna be like, everyone's gonna listen to me like, how do you not take Solo? He's awesome. I go, oh really? Because it seems like he's Umaga ripoff without face paint, but yeah. it's fine. Um, I think there's no way I don't take this guy. Okay, so we're gonna take Gunther. Gunther's going, and as well as the Intercontinental Championship is moving yeah. to Monday Night Raw. Um, all right, so all right, Gun- we'll make a, we'll make a slight caveat too yeah, here. Yeah. So if I end up 
Um, spoiler, probably won't. Yeah, yeah. But if I do end up taking Austin Theory, we'll just vacate the US. Yeah, the title. USL just moved to SmackDown. So the USL stand so is going to yeah, go to so SmackDown US no matter what. going to be on SmackDown. Right. Um, so, um, so, so, yeah. So, well, yeah, not, we'll just say vacate. Yeah. yeah. So Austin Theory doesn't have to be champ if you don't want to. <laughs> I'm going to do the WCW 2000 reset. Everyone's just stripped of all the titles, and we're going to crown new champions next week. Um, yeah. Would be the worst well, Gunther's going to be my IC champ. Yeah, Gunther's your IC champ. Okay, so you're taking the Intercontinental Champion. You're taking Gunther. He's your second pick. I am going to take with my second one. It's so many amazing talents here. I mean, how do you pass up on a guy like uh, Javier Bernal? Whatever the hell that is. Um, <laughs> um uh-huh. Can't imagine. Yeah, right. Uh, my second pick is going to be uh, Drew McIntyre. Okay. Drew Drew is my guy. So Drew McIntyre's coming to SmackDown or staying on, on SmackDown. We'll yeah, you know, tell him to be cool. <laughs> it's fine. Um, okay. That's my second pick. Not a bad pick. Now, remember, Gable Steveson's still out there. So I know it's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, Yikes. All right. My third pick here. This is where it's going to get a little more difficult, I think, actually, yeah. after this. Uh, yeah. I'm going to pick my favorite women okay. roster member. Okay. Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair staying on Monday Night Raw, so she does not have to exchange the Raw Women's Championship for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It's great that you picked her. I'm going to take Rhea Ripley. Uh, she is my favorite women's roster member, um, so she's going to stay on SmackDown as, you know, rightfully she should, Perfect. quite frankly. Okay. So what are we on? Pick four? We are on pick four. Pick four now, right? Pick so right now we've got uh two men and, and a woman. A woman. Cool, 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 cool. Um let's And we do have our tag team and world champions already assigned, so it works yes, out. We're all good. Um for my fourth pick, I'm going to pick for camaraderie reasons and to keep to keep okay. everything looking okay. good mm-hmm. because we have relationships going on. <laughs> We have the Street Profits. It's taking the Street Profits. Staying on Monday Night Raw. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Ooh, do I need to take a tag team then? Because you could take you could double up on tag teams, could. and that's not great. That's a little scary. Okay, well, if you're going to take the Street Profits, I'm going to take the Usos then. Yes. Take the be- greatest tag team in WWE history. So Probably in, in wrestling history. I'm sorry. Uh, you're going to be hard-pressed to find another tag team that's had the level that they've done at that. So. Pick five, halfway through. No NXT call-ups. I'm stunned. Um, <laughs> Insanity. Yep. Um, let's see. Now, this is where it kind of comes down to, am I picking, like, who I personally am in love with or what would make my show better? Oof. Because there's a lot of guys that I'm like, I love you to death. Yeah, but I don't like, I know you you're would... a big Channing Stax Lorenzo fan from uh-huh. NXT, yeah. so I knew that. But, like, yeah. maybe instead you feel like, oh, my show is going to be better with a Dabakato or something. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go. Look, Duke I... Hudson's still out there, buddy. Just take him. I know you want to. Uh, I, that's a compelling offer, Rob. <laughs> okay, I have one guy I'm going to stash a later and hope to God you don't pick. Okay. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick another tag team. Oh, boy. All right. And we're going to do my favorite NXT team. Oh, boy. The Creed Brothers. The Creed Brothers coming to Monday Night Raw. I like the pick. I don't I don't blame it. I don't hate it. Um, I, I think it's a good one. I think, I think of all the NXT cops outside of one singles guy, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know who? Yeah. Um, I think they're probably Maybe the two. most likely yeah. person to get called. For sure. Yeah, I, I can see that for sure. Absolutely. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Who do we want to take next? There's a couple guys here. I could do a call-up. Mm-hmm. I could do... 
Got the Usos. Um, I'm gonna eliminate John Cena, by the way, off of this. Just as like I wasn't gonna not, do any yeah. like part timers. Yeah, I wasn't I was either. Go all yeah, the, like full time. Um, are you considering like Brock and Edge as part timers too, or no? Edge can be full time. Okay, I feel like Brock's kind of part time. Okay, I mean, if you really want Brock, no, you no, 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 I was saying, but I think, I think Edge has been at like every pay per view for the last couple months, <laughs> yeah, so I feel like he's more full time. Yeah, Brock's kind of like iffy. But, oh, I mean, here's right. the thing. If you want to take Cena, you can. Yeah. You just have to know that he's only going to be there, like, once a year. <laughs> so, it's kind of a waste of a roster spot. But you could take him. I, it's all. Um, oh, man, there's scripts. He's pretty awesome, too. Um, you're saying this guy, I have no idea what you're talking about. These are all NXT people that no one's ever heard of. Um, you but take Grayson fun. Waller? What about that uh, uh, the Aaron Carter dude or whatever, that NXT dude that you love so much? Who? Uh, he's in that one group. Oh, Andre Chase? Andre Chase. He is hilarious. I do yeah. like Andre Chase. He's no, funny. That'd be your 10th pick. <laughs> no, he is not. He's not even my 10th pick. But, okay, let's see. Um, you took the Creed Brothers. I'm just, you know what? Let me just get this out of the way now. I'm going to take the U.S. champ, Austin Theory. Okay. Put him on the roster. Not. Fill out the, fill it out there. All right, pick six. All right. So, for, to get some good matchups here. Yeah. We saw these two guys. Battle it out in NXT a few times. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could reignite a nice rivalry here. Mm-hmm. Let me get Elia Dragunov. I knew you were going there. I had a feeling. Yep, I had a feeling. I saw him on the roster. I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably where he's going to go. Dragunov. He's, he's, he's not the stash guy I had. Yeah. But that's a good I think, pick. I think he, we haven't seen him on the main roster. Mm-hmm. I think if he just walks out and has a banger with Gunther, you can just yep. make him into a great guy. Yeah. Either All right, Dragonoff is going. Um, I'm I got gonna, six. You have yep, five. Got six. Okay, I am going to take. Oh boy, there's a lot of options here. Um, this is tough. This is tough. Uh, I think I'm going to go the women's side here. Okay. I'm going. I've been thinking women's side. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take. Mm, this is tough. I'm torn between two. Ooh, boy. Let's go Becky. I'm going to go Becky Lynch here. Okay. Um, I'm sure Seth will be thrilled. We get to travel <laughs> together, all that good stuff. Um, obviously, right, if you like, okay, if there's going to be like, oh, how could you not take so-and-so? We only got 10 picks. Calm it down. So mm-hmm. trying to not be just the top 10 people possible, like trying to fill out a little bit of a roster here. So yeah. got to have a little bit of everything. Yep. Um, let's see. What do you have, pick seven here? Yeah, pick seven. Okay. Um... I want to go for pick seven. I'm doing this off of memory. It's not the best because I watch these weekly shows like, <laughs> I, like I used to. Ooh, um, I got a couple guys I can probably take next. Let's go. I've had some call-ups. I don't have a lot of women. Yeah, I would I would probably suggest you need another woman on your own. At yeah, least one. At least one. I, I think two I mean, out I of the top ten is pretty pretty fair. Yeah, I, and I'm going to go women's side. Yep. Um, I'm between two. Yeah. There's a, there's a, you know the thing the women's roster is actually kind of deep. I mean you have quite a few people. No, there you can definitely pick. is. Uh, I'm kind of taking Charlotte out because I don't think she's gonna be around too much. Yeah, I, that's kind of what I was like. Okay, yeah, not her for and me. I was either. thinking yeah. NXT women. I don't think there's no. anyone that super stands out no. over there. Um, not yet. So I'm between. I'll tell you who I'm between because I don't think you'll pick yeah, another yeah. woman. No, I'm kind of done on the women. Uh, I think. I'm between Oscar and Bailey. Yeah, see, I was starting between Oscar, Bailey, and Becky. Yeah, those are okay, my those three. three. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I'm between the yeah, two. Yeah, I think I'm I took Charlotte it. off. Alexa, I don't know what her status is right now either. So it's another one I was kind of like, oh, Alexa's really good too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, um, those are my. three. I would take Oscar. Oscar, I think that's a good pick. Yeah. 
I think if I was actually running this, I'd yeah. have Asuka like kill through a whole bunch of people. And yeah, kind of sure. like absolutely defeated for like five years. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's, um, that's, let's see. That's kind of the Next go. person I'm going to take. Uh, what am I? Pick seven. You are at pick seven. I am going to take AJ Styles. I think a lot of people are forgetting he's almost about to be back after the broken ankle. So I'm I'm very interested to kind of see yeah, what yeah. where they're going to put that's him. That's good. That's good. Um. All right. There's another guy that I definitely could take that you're da- you're not going to take because you just don't like him. But I'm just waiting to see if I can get away with it. <laughs> I probably need another call up too, don't I? Yeah. Um, this is where you kind of flushing out some of those you know those B storylines. You know. I'm gonna take this. All right, I have this is guy I've been stashing. Okay. And we're gonna take solely because I'm in love with this guy at the same time. Okay. And I think he can put on a match with just about anybody in the world. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano. Oh, all right. Gargano. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I like that. him from my pick I four. like that. I was like, I don't think you're going to think no. of him. I, I, he was on my radar. It just was like, I was like, oh, there's just but so I many like, top I'm guys. like him, him and Gunther, him and Dragunov. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Him and Cody. I was like, if I have to do a new champion thing or yep. whatever. No, I, think, I, I think there's a lot of icy stuff in there. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, that's a great pick. I like that a lot. Um, I'm going to go with my next pick. I think, oh, I am torn on a couple guys here. Um, Boy. Yeah, let's probably, I think we should probably just, man, I've got like a couple guys that I really like. Um, I'm going to go Finn Balor here. Go Finn. You know, you got Finn, AJ, Drew. Yeah, you got, you got Seth. I mean, I really like you know my men's roster where that U.S. title is going to look pretty darn nice on anybody there. All right, so I'm gonna pick nine. Not pick nine or pick One, eight. Two, three, four, five, six. I have eight. So yeah, pick nine. Let's pick nine. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So you got two more picks. Yikes. Okay, I'm, I think I actually know mine. I'm last. taking one guy that I'm. I just thought of, mm-hmm. and I'm shocked he fell this slow. Okay. And I hope you weren't thinking of this okay. guy. I'm gonna pick Sheamus. Nope, that, that's not actually low. Great pick at the value, but yeah. that's not who I was thinking of. I think I have two guys. I think that I'm gonna take. I, I literally just popped in my mind. Yeah. Sheamus like, is great. I was oh, because like, I was like, I got Drew. Sheamus right? could be a world title guy if I need him to be. Yeah, he could be in the ice. I've also title. like just for full transparency, I've written off Randy Orton just yeah, because he's been banged up. So I don't, I don't really like. I don't want to take him. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this draft like if I was drafting like yeah, right like WWE right. script. I'd be like, well, Randy, I can't use probably for another six months. So I wouldn't probably take him. Who was the other guy I was thinking here? Because I think I can get this last guy at pick 10. But, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, okay. Pick nine, LA Knight. I would never have. Yeah, no, never there's two guys him. that you're definitely not going to pick, and those are going to be my last two picks. Okay. Um, My last pick, I'm actually going to go. Female, I'm gonna take Bailey. Okay, Bailey, that's a Flushed great pick. Though, yeah, that's for sure. Because I don't really have, I don't have another tag team, and I have a lot of men. So yeah, I need, I'm, I, I I'm torn. I think I have to just on the value. I'm gonna take Bobby Lashley. I, that's where I thought you were. Going. Yeah, yeah. Um, highlights of other people that I was, I was kind of on the fence on. That's our top ten. You want to read our top ten? Do you have our top ten? Yeah. All um, right. So for me, I have yep, Cody, yep. Gunther. Bianca, Street Profits, Creed Brothers, Elia Dragunov, Asuka, Johnny Gargano, Sheamus, and Bailey. Nice. You have Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Rhea Ripley, The Usos, Austin Theory, Becky Lynch, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, LA Knight, and Bobby Lashley. Nice. Um, other ones that you kind of maybe had like in the back of your mind that you were like pretty close on, like who, 
like give me like your next oh, three next, guys next like couple. your next couple yeah. um i was thinking so tag wise i yeah. was thinking um Honestly, Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Yeah, really that's a great enjoyed team. Yeah. what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have probably, t- from a tag perspective, um, I couldn't really think of a lot. I was going to take uh, Imperium. I think they're a really Imperium's good tag team, bad. and I also had Viking Raiders pretty high on there as well. But I was, I was probably going to take Imperium. I think they're a little more versatile. Yeah. I was thinking for a second if I yeah. wanted to think about Braun Breaker. Yeah, Breaker was there. Um, I had Shinsuke pretty high on my list as well. Um, he was, he was really torn I there. He's just coming back, so you could exactly him whatever. right. Um, outside of that, everybody else is like, I'm not like super high on like carrying cross right now. Um, you know, like even like Luke Gallows and Anderson, like that's a good tag team, but they haven't really been featured much because AJ has been hurt. So that's been tough. Like uh-huh. same thing with, you know, like Matt Riddle and stuff. Miz, there's a lot of utility guys that I would like to take, but uh-huh. like as a top 10, you know, I don't know. I think, I think my top of my cards are going to be balls to the wall. I, I got, no, here, I got I nothing like, but, like, crazy. I was just saying, I get to get, like, Gunther Dragunov yeah. in the main event of a show. Yeah. Crazy, but I, I, I mean, let me ask you this, though, because this is a lot of fun, right? I like doing this kind of stuff. But, like, what, I mean, what are you expecting out of this draft, right? Are you expecting, like, a hard cut between the two shows? Or are you expecting more of, like, a, you know, like, yeah, we're going to split them, but, like, we're still going to see some crossover. Like, are you worried that they're going to establish a new world championship? Because I am. I'm, I like, low-key really nervous about it. Yeah. There, there's, like, part of me that loves the idea of having the two world champions and, like, yeah. having the hard, yeah. like, never interacting. Yeah. Like I miss that, Like, kind the of. 2003 or 2009 yeah. WWE where it was, like, yeah. when you would watch SmackDown as a kid and it was, like, this is your roster of guys that you see yes. every week. Yep. And it was actually shocking when a Raw guy would show up and you'd be, like... Dude, John Cena's here. What do you dude, mean, John Cena? Do you remember? Oh my God, I remember that draft when Cena went to Raw. Yeah, and then Batista. They like held it, or that was the last pick was yeah. Batista to SmackDown, and I lost my mind. It was, like, it was like those were as like a kid were like oh those were like, awesome. Like I remember like 2009 draft. You got it was like Punk, Mysterio, yep. Jeff Hardy. All these guys went to SmackDown. I yeah. was like. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I kind of yeah. like all these guys. They're uh-huh. all on SmackDown. So it's like, there's shows you can watch every I remember when Triple week. H went to SmackDown because yeah, he's true. always been on Raw well, and he was WWE champion. And I was like, yeah. oh, snap. And then you'd have the shows where like Shawn Michaels and Cena would show up on SmackDown for yep. like a yep. 10 year reunion yep. thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, crap. You got Shawn Michaels and Cena, Triple yep. H versus yep. SmackDown guys. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is cool. If yep. they did a hard split like that where yep. it was. You only see these guys on SmackDown, only see these guys on Raw. Right. So then it's like, I actually have a reason. Because the one thing I don't love, yeah. but it, it works, is when Reigns is on both. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, but then I can just watch SmackDown. Reigns will be there. Yeah, I don't yeah. have to worry about Raw then. Right. When you have a hard cut, yeah, and like Cody's only on Raw. Right. Or this guy's, like, if. If, if you were, want to watch The Undertaker, you had to watch SmackDown. SmackDown. He was never, never on, on Raw. Never. And that was the thing, too, though, is yeah. like. If we went to go buy tickets and there was yeah. a Raw and a SmackDown, yeah, like, I gotta, week, I gotta value want to go it. to one. Yeah. It's like, do you want to go see Cody on Raw or Reigns on SmackDown? Do right. you want to see Gunther on Sma- on Raw or yeah. do you want to see this guy? Right. Like it was like you have to pick and choose what you want to go to. Yep. And so I think it'd be fun if they do a hard split. Yeah. I just don't like it where they're at at this moment mm-hmm. because it makes Reigns thing look bad when it's yeah. like so here's like the guy who's been champion for 1200 days yeah and then we're gonna crown a new guy it's like well that guy is obviously lesser yeah, second than this guy yeah exactly yeah that's I the only thing it. i don't like about it everything else yeah. i like about the splitting yeah same thing with the tag titles like it's tough like okay so sammy Zayn and kevin are the tag champs and now we're just gonna crown new champs over here now yeah it's like, it just <sighs> it just looks bad yeah um yeah i do th- 
I'm trying to think of a way that I could be like, oh, it's not that bad, but it's it's like bad. Uh, well, way. here's the thing: the only benefit in my mind, if you're going to do a hard split and not have another world championship, mm-hmm. is if then you are elevating your U.S. and Intercontinental, which I think they have done a yeah, much better job of, that. right? But like, it then becomes harder though. Like this theory situation is a perfect example where it's a lot harder to book theory in the semi-main event as the U.S. champion because nobody cares yet, right? Yeah. Like, like it's really hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, like I'm really excited for this theory match because you know in the back of your mind they're trying to push him to the moon. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're my U.S. title matches, Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre, and they're car- they care about this United States championship because it's Reigns and Cody on the top, you go, oh, shit, this is a main event anywhere in the country for the world title, let alone the U.S. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's where I'm kind of split. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, tough. I'm I'm fascinated. I, I may be going back and forth because I love the second day of the draft, second, third rounds and stuff, and we're going to get into that in a second. But, like, I'm I'm very split on what I'm going to be flipping back and forth. Yeah, no, on. I mean, for me, it's primarily because it's day two. Yeah. It's going to be primarily WWE draft. I just hate that I have to sit through a whole bunch of the show just to get to the draft picks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I wish they would do a hard split because I think it's more fun doing a hard – and do, like, their own separate behaviors and just yeah. feel like separate rosters. Yeah. Like, that – that part of 2016, yeah, where they tried 2017, it, when they tried it, yeah. it was actually really fun. It when was I, like when yeah. you went to SmackDown, it was Bray and, and Dean yeah. and John right. Cena, and then Raw had Finn and Seth and everything. Yeah. Like it was fun to go to each show and go. These are these feel so different. These are unique shows. These are unique shows. Yeah, I like that feeling. Yeah, I just ha- like you just have to figure out. A way I'm that makes yeah, and sense I'm trying to figure out too thing. because they don't really have those two separate general managers anymore either. Yeah, they would so need to. Like, are we going to bring somebody back? Like, I what are we doing? They did yeah, Pierce like, and they yeah like someone. Pierce on Raw, cool. And then we have another guy on SmackDown that works, but like, we don't have, I'm just, there's a lot of variables that we kind of haven't hit to. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Let us know which roster you think is better. Clearly mine, but it's fine. Um, if you like Cody, it's mine. <laughs> yeah, right? Outside of that, you yeah. can probably just pick Ross. <laughs> Hottest person in the business. Decent depth. If you like tag team wrestling, you're probably going to go to Mike's side. Yeah. If you want a whole bunch of reputable former world champions, you go to Mike's yeah, side. Yeah, you go to his. Yeah. If you like the, the up and rising guys yeah. and the tag wrestling, you go yeah. to mine. If you like the... If you want the pickums, like who the hell is going to win each match because I don't know who's going over because they're all yeah. protected. They're all protected. Bobby's yeah. taking a lot of L's, but it's fine. Makes um, sense. Okay. Uh, all right, let's shift focus here a little bit. Let's go to our favorite topic of the year. And the last time I'm going to be able to push this button for an entire year. Oh, I'm going to miss that, Mike. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss those sound effects. Sweet, sweet sound of the Merckzo Mock Draft Corner. We're officially less than a week away from the 2023 NFL draft. Yes, it's Christmas in April. <laughs> I don't remember. Some of us. <laughs> I love the NFL draft. It's a, it's a great time. Um, I just I, love. I, I will throw this out for the draft. Yeah. I think it's the old. I think we talk about this every year. Yeah. It is the ultimate event for me. The it sit gets and wait. hyped up yeah. forever, and the actual event's kind of boring. Yeah. So I will agree with you in the sense of like, it is fun. You're like, okay, we're here. We did it, right? It's so much possibilities. And then the draft and the pick happens, and you're like, 
okay, cool, we got this guy. It's it's hard because you have so many expectations and the expectations are never accurate, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, all these mock drafts, all they do is they set an expectation in people's minds uh-huh. and the team is like, yeah, that guy's not a first-round pick. I don't know why they keep doing that. Yeah. And then he goes in round four and you're devastated when your team doesn't take him. And you're like, yeah, you know. Like, yeah. nobody in their right mind was like, yeah, they took Kirby Joseph, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Was even, like, so, like, I, and the perfect yeah, example, Josh Pascal. The, the perfect example is the Okuda year. Oh my god! Was every single week we'd come on the show and do this yep. mock draft thing, and goes Okuda at three, Okuda at three. Oh my god, we're gonna take Okuda at three, and then the draft happens, and they pick Okuda and goes, "All right, cool, we did it." Yep. And good, then like you're watching, and then you're watching the rest of it, like, "All right, let's see what everyone else does." Like, yep, go it's team. like one of those things where it's built up, and it's yeah. like, "Who are you gonna pick? Could you pick Herbert? Could you pick Tua? Yeah. Blah, blah 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 blah." And then it's like you hit the events. Let right, me cool. let me ask you this though does does your excitement level change at all because they have two first round like the Lions specifically right because it's your you know it's one of your two teams right yeah. like do, does it make you more excited because they have two picks and you have the possibility of like moving up down whatever not, not necessarily no? it okay. just will keep me watching a little bit longer yeah because they have six and then eight if it was like six and nine it is harder then, like as a Lions fan like okay you're picking top ten and yeah. then like okay now we're done at all tomorrow then I'm like okay I'm kind of yeah bored. exactly like it's like it's like <laughs> Like you pick like the Akuda, you pick three, yeah. and you're like, all right, cool, we got Akuda. When it's like now you're watching the rest of the draft, you're like, yeah. yeah, this is fine. Like I see what everyone else does, but it's like, I don't. Do you do you ever remember? I do because I used to go to like the Lions draft day things, like in like 2004, five, six, and stuff like that, where they hosted like a big thing at Ford Field, where they played the draft on the big jumbotrons, right? And you were just there all day, basically until the Lions made their picks for yeah. the most part. Um, do you remember those days when the Lions would where like the draft was all one day? Yeah. Like, first round, all the way through the seventh. Them, oh, my God. Those were wild. Like, I just remember being like, man, this is a whole day thing where it's like, all right, let's go to lunch and come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't, like, watch them by any means. Yeah. I just heard about Like, I remember the years where it was like, okay, we got Roy Williams and Kevin Jones, and then, you, you know, take this guy or whatever. It was just, yeah. I just remember a lot of those drafts. Yeah. But, yeah, in my, this is, like, the one event for me. Yeah. That's like, oh, my God. You talk about it. It's mm-hmm. on. The, it's on radio for like three months. Oh my god! Different I know. mock drafts, yep. different scenarios, mm-hmm. and then it happens. Every got, rumor, yeah. Every rumor, smokescreen, everything, and yep. then it happens. And they're like, okay, okay cool. cool. So we got cool players. Yeah. Well, like we'll see what happens. Right. Yeah. No. For me, I think it, and I think too. I think I've looked forward to the draft more in the last couple of years than I have ever before because I feel like I'm more confident in the direction of the team. Like mm-hmm. there were those last couple of years in the Bob Quinn years, I was like, I'm looking forward to the draft, but I'm not really seeing the dividends that I'd hope to be seeing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're just like, okay, well, let's hope we don't mess it up somehow, right? Um but yeah, a lot of you know, it's exciting for a lot of people. Um I'm really excited for the slides. I like to see, you know, all these analysts who someone still needs to answer that question for me. How guys like Daniel Jeremiah who worked as a actual professional NFL scout for NFL teams can have misgrades so poorly on certain players, right? Like, how does that happen? And I want to know if it's a network-driven thing where it's like, hey, look, quarterback class this year kind of sucks, but we got to, like, fluff it up to make it feel like Malik Willis is a top-10 pick. We got to make it feel like, you know, Josh Rosen could be the next coming of name a guy, right? Like, we got to hope to God we can find somebody to talk about other than linemen because we don't want to talk about linemen. Uh You know what I mean? Like, their worst-case scenario is, oh, Eric Fisher won, Luke Jokel too. Like, they're like, oh, great, this sucks. Tackles, ew. No wide receivers, no quarterbacks, nothing sexy to, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the worst case scenario for the NFL. Yeah. So, 
Um, so the way we're going to do this is I am going to have the odd numbers. So Mike and I are going to be playing the role of every single NFL GM. I'm going to have the odd picks. Mike is going to have the evens. However, we are going to each take a turn because the Lions, fortunately enough, have two first-round picks. Mike and I are going to take turns on uh, the Lions picks. I, you know, honestly, let's just do this. Based on how the board falls, let's each give ourselves a pick on those picks. Okay. Uh, just to see. Just to see if we have a difference of opinion or not because I think that will be fun. Um, but outside of that, Odds and even, so I, I'm odds. I just said it. And I you just, just explained. Said it. I know. I'm stupid. I'm sorry. I got a lot of stuff going on here. Okay, let's go through. Do you have a mock draft or, or a simulator up? Or you want me to pull yeah, one up? You, I mean, I have one up. But if okay. you want to pull one up too, just so you know who's on the board. Yeah, probably. Which one are you using? Uh, NFLMockDraftDatabase.com. NFL. Jeez, oh, that's a that's a mouthful. Yeah. Database. Yeah, just so like simulator. you have the list of people too. So like when we get to like twenty six, you're Makes like, sense. is this guy still available? And I'll be like, well, we took him twenty picks ago. Right, 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 right. But yeah, for sure. Okay, so I you're drafting for select all, right? Yeah, yeah, I did select all, and then you go down and you do like twenty three. I did. I put it for seven just in case we wanted to skim through the second third yeah, rounds sure. or something, and yeah. then like pick the Lions picks in the later rounds or whatever. But okay, standard. Some type of trading you want, standard or free for all? Doesn't matter. Since we're controlling all the teams, doesn't matter. But yeah. if you were only doing the Lions, it would send you trades right, from right, everybody. Right, right, right. But since we're controlling them all, draft will be starting soon. Okay, so start right. You're on the clock. Is there an actual clock somewhere? Or no, I don't think so. Mine doesn't okay. even say start. Mine just says draft. So I've been sitting here for a while. Okay, okay, cool. Um. All right, so I'm at the first pick, right? I am the Carolina Panthers. We're not going to do trades either just because it's impossible to project compensation. And so I hate ones that do that because it's like you're you're opening yourself up to scrutiny immediately, right? Um, Okay, so first pick um, um, is going to be one, the only Bryce Young. Bryce Young is going number one to the Carolina Panthers. Fair enough. You like that pick? Thoughts? I mean, he's canceled all of his visits, right? So he's clearly gotten some sort of indication he's probably going one or two, right? Yeah. Houston now, this is an interesting one for you because there's been a lot of news notes recently that Houston may not be sold on some of these quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe we see a quarterback that they've been smokescreening, like a Will Levis go to. I think people would be like, oh, my God. Pee themselves if that happened. What are the odds? Let me ask you this before you make your pick. Mm-hmm. Is there a quarterback in this one where you're like, if they fell to six, would you be like, okay, lying to you that really need to heavily – like if Stroud falls to six. I think Stroud would be interesting Okay, six. I think he's the only one for I me th- where I, I go, Obviously, man. Obviously, Bryce Young, but he's going to go to one probably. So. Yeah. But like I, even the Anthony Richardson one, I go, I'm if he's great, cool, but like – Yeah. It would be know. really unfortunate if he was really good, but um, – yeah. I'm not confident. I am. I am fascinated with where the quarterbacks so, are going to go. This one's hard. I'm going to take the guy Nick Casario here on the phone. <laughs> I'm going to take the guy that's probably going to be two and okay. probably the obvious pick at two. Okay. But I I've made arguments in the past that I think they should go Will or Will Anderson here. Yeah. yeah. Only because I think with twelve, yep. you can get like a wide receiver or something. Yeah, for sure. And you have David Mills at least for one more year. Yep. And then for next year. Yep. If you're still gonna, not going to be very if good, if you're going to win three or four games right. and you have two first round picks, package those up and get Caleb Williams. Yep. I think is a slightly better option, mm-hmm. 
But because I think they're going to go C.J. Stroud, yeah. I'm going to pick C.J. Stroud. Okay, C.J. Stroud is going but second. I'll, I'll put it in my... Yeah, that's Put fair. in my two cents that I think it might be smarter yep. if they pick like a Will Anderson or a Jay, or whatever defensive yeah, yeah, player yeah. they like more. Okay, CJ Stroud's going two to Houston. CJ Stroud goes two, yes. Monty Austin Fort's on the clock. Can't trade out. Can't so. trade out, so he's stuck there. And he's like, okay, Kyler Murray's our quarterback. We just paid him, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, can't take quarterback. Buda probably. Baker wants to leave us. Um, our, uh, so could you go safety here, three? <laughs> <laughs> our owner is being indicted. Um, it's a bad, bad spot to be in. Arizona is at literally like two off seasons. You went from, oh, they're building something to uh, nobody wants to be an Arizona Cardinal. I'm just going to take the safe pick here. I feel like as Monty Austin Fort having the, not the ability to trade out of this pick or not getting the proper value. I feel like I have to be, I have to hit on this and I have to take the guy that I feel like is the best prospect available. And that's going to be Will Anderson at three. Well, Anderson is going to be an Arizona Cardinal, and Lions fans go, no, myself included. Um, all right, number four pick, you have the Indianapolis Colts. Now, you know, I'm just going to hit on the rumors or anything. Stop me if you you know, if I'm talking too much. But, you know, uh, the Colts have kind of been rumored to and linked to Will Levis over the last couple days, weeks, where they're like, they may not even take Stroud, that they're kind of hoping Stroud goes so they can kind of get out of being criticized for taking, which I think is crazy to me, like, you're professionals. Like, take the guy that you have regraded the highest. I don't understand what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Well, the mock said, who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of linking them to, to Will Levis, as yep. apparently that a lot of guys in Indianapolis like. Um, you know, Anthony Richardson's there. Jalen Carter's there. Tyree Wilson. Lots of options for Indy. I, I feel like they have to take a quarterback. I can't imagine they're going to be like, no, we decided just to stick with our board and take Tyree Wilson at four. Yeah, no, I... I think you have to pick a quarterback here. Yep. Um, it's really it's going to really it's really depend, toss you know? up between Richardson and Levis. Yeah. Um, you you are what's his name? The GM from the Colts. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember his name from the back. Um, what's his name? That's going to bug me now. I'm gonna. Hmm, I don't. I guess it doesn't really matter. I think they're both kind of Chris the Ballard. Same. Chris Ballard. You are Chris Ballard. I think they're both kind of the same. It's up to you. You are Chris Ballard. One's a little more athletic. You have drafted such players as Darius Leonard and Quentin Nelson Mm, and Michael Pittman and the great Alec Pierce, wide receiver out of Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, you have signed the likes of Carson Wentz. Do I like Matt a guy who, who can who's accurate within 10 yards or a guy who can th- run really fast? I don't know. That's the thing. You already got Jonathan Taylor, so you probably don't, you know, you're probably trying to run a, you know, a pretty heavy run scheme as is. You don't have great wide receivers on the outside to yeah. start off with. Sounds like a Baltimore-type place. So let's go Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson's going number four. Yeah. All right. Not, like, confident in that. You never know, That also right? helps my Seahawks, so I don't want them taking Anthony Richardson. That's okay. I'm, ah. I'm the Seattle Seahawks, and they're taking a kicker. <laughs> Jake Booty, where are you at, buddy? <laughs> All right, number All right. five overall, the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you one of these. It's kind of the same. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I got you. you. All right, Seattle Seahawks are here. Um, yeah, this is tough for me. Um, Jalen Carter there, Tyree Wilson there. I do think they go defensive line. I, I just think, you know, if – you know, if Will Levis is still there and, like, we have him here, I don't know if that's a situation where they're like, ooh, you know, maybe that's a good spot to trade out of. Seattle's always a wild card. You know, I go back, and when they took Rashad Penny, everybody went, huh? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you've kind of 
I think Chris Snyder and, and um, P. Carroll. P. Carroll, thank you, for the love of God, um, have earned enough equity in their thought process for the most part, right? Where, like, especially after last year's draft, where you go, I'm going to kind of just go with whatever. Yeah. I'm going to say they take Tyree Wilson. Um, I, I think you'll agree with me in saying that's probably the best fit for them. Um and kind of go that route with it. I just, I, I just think he fits a lot of needs for them. I, mm-hmm. If they took Jalen Carter, let me be very clear. I would not be shocked if they took Jalen Carter. I wouldn't either. They have a good locker room. Culture's been there basically since Pete Carroll walked in the door. Um, only problem I would see with that is, like, outside of Bobby Wagner, they don't have a lot of veteran leadership, especially in the D-line room in particular. So that'd be an interesting one. Um, they also just signed... Uh, the defense tackle from Jones. Thank you. Um, so, I mean, they've, they've, you know, yeah, not the biggest need. I do think outside in outside pass rush is more likely the, yeah, the no, I think, them. I think outside, like they have Nawasu, the yeah. chargers, uh, outside linebacker who rushes the pass every play. Yeah. Um, uh, he plays the edge, um, with Draymond Jones and, mm-hmm. you know, guys in the middle. I think it's like, I think they need, a another yeah. edge guy, preferably stick his hand on the ground. But it's one of those things where Jalen Carr's, they're the best defensive player available right. in their mind. That it's like if he can, if he, if him and Draymond Jones can disrupt the middle, mm-hmm. and you can't run up the middle anymore. Yeah, then it opens up a whole bunch of stuff. Oh yeah, else. For so sure. it's not necessarily a bad on either part. Well, here's the thing too, right? Seattle's got two picks, yeah, right? They do have maybe they, also, maybe so. they go a Lucas Van Ness or somebody later on, right? Yeah. There's there's so many options here. I I, I I the thing I love doing about these right is like you don't really know, mm-hmm. and the, it's all about value and trying to find the right value. Right? That's the biggest thing, you know. So always keep that in mind. All right, six, we're both going to do a pick here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to spend a little more time on it. Lions at six. Um, top guys available on the board, Jalen Carter, Christian Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon, Bijan, uh, Peter Skaronsky, Will Levis still there, obviously, as well. Um, assuming they can't trade out of there, Mike, where are you at with this pick if the board falls this way? I would assume they take Jalen Carter. I do, too. I do, too. Um, if it's not Jalen Carter, it's because they found something the, in their interview. The, the, that corner. I, no, I think if they oh, don't, no, no, yeah, so, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah go no, ahead. I, what I mean is, yeah, they found something and they didn't like the interview or something. So yep. they, he's off the board. Yeah. In which case, I think they have a grade on a corner that's so yep. high yep. that they love that they want to take. I want to be very clear here when I say this. I'm not going to be mad if they take a cornerback at six. No. Okay. If they don't take Jalen Carter, something clearly happened. Yeah. Right? Where, like, they're like, man, he's just not getting it. Right? We don't think he has a love for football. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really think that needs to kind of be, like, amplified. You know, right? He Brad Holmes talked to this presser this week where he's like, yeah, we met with him, had a good conversation. We feel a lot better about him. Whether that means we feel better about taking him or we, we feel, feel better, better about, about, like, nope, not our guy. Right? I think Brad Holmes, I think you can agree with me on this. Brad Holmes has earned a, has earned a little bit of equity as well, mm-hmm. similar to what John Schneider did last year, where like they especially, especially in particular the first round pick. Right. They've like, really nailed they've it. They've really Panay yeah. and Aiden. Yeah. They really and J Mo. Yeah. But I mean like we're way, but yeah, exactly. Like, like you were really shooting really well in your first round picks here. Yeah. So if they passed on Jalen Carter, right. I would trust that they really saw something that they didn't like. Okay. In this case, I'm going to say they take Jalen Carter. I will too. I will too. But yep. 
again, like we said, mm-hmm. if they end up taking Witherspoon, right. I think it's one, Jalen Carter, they were like, uh, we don't love what we did in this interview. Or maybe they have a better value of the board, Or right? they got Jalen Carter at an A- minus, and mm-hmm. Witherspoon they think could be Jalen Ramsey. Right. You just don't then know. Then that could be that. Right. Here's where we kind of, you know, I think this is where the draft kind of falls off. a lot of, For a lot of Detroit fans especially, right? It's like, okay, we pick six. We don't really care now, right? Until 18, right? Yeah. You talk about that. Um, Las Vegas at pick number seven. Will Levis still there? Um, it was my pick too. Shit. Um, okay. So I, good Lord. Um, I kind of want to give him just the fastest receiver possible just because of the Raiders, but you know, (laughs) Al Davis isn't there. Um, just to move this along a little bit, I'm going to say they take, um, I'm going to say they take Christian Gonzalez fast, probably test as the best athlete of all the corners. Um, I'm going to say he goes there. Okay. I don't think they take quarterback. I think that they're going to be waiting next year to take a QB. Gotcha. Got Jimmy G, you got Brian Hoyer, you know, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So at uh, eight, I have Atlanta. Yep. A lot of, a lot of defensive additions this year. Yes. Um, do they go defense again? Uh, I was thinking. Who do they have a receiver? Drake London. Oh, yeah, they did just take and, Drake London. Uh, yeah. they have one other guy that I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, I forgot about Drake London, though. Um, Drake London's there. They have Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Um, Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson. I think they believe in Desmond Ritter for some reason. So I don't they think. They just got Johnny Smith, too, in a trade with Yeah, Johnny Smith. So yep. I think they have weapons. Yep. Ish. Ish. Yep. If you want to count, you know, I don't think they're terrible weapons by any means. I don't think they're anything good. Yeah, I, I do think they're pretty. I think they signed Tyler, Taylor Heineke as well, right? To be their backup. Yes, to be so, a backup slash maybe yeah, keep with the I, starter. I, I won't be shocked so, if he's starting some games. Yeah, this so year. I don't know. I don't think quarterbacks necessarily in the realm right here. I don't either. I'm going to go um, best offensive lineman available here. Okay. I'm going to take Paris Johnson Jr. Okay. As he's the highest rated one. I think Peter yeah. Scrantz might be a little better, but I think Paris Well, it depends. Johnson, do you need a tackle or do you need a guard, right? Yeah. I don't think Scrantz is going to play tackle. No, I, I, I just, I, I just think he don't. might play guard. Yeah. who can play tackle, but I think, I think Paris Johnson. I don't think Atlanta has the offensive line. I think Atlanta like, could use anything on the offensive line necessarily. Yeah. Um, Jake Matthews is old. Yeah, so I think. Uh, All right, it's a ceiling that line. Paris Johnson's going. Okay, number yep. nine, Chicago. Um, I mean, geez, what don't they need, right? Especially offensive line wise. Let me look at O, o- line here. Yeah. Offensive tackle. Um. I mean, they could take Skaronsky for sure. Roderick Jones, tackle there. Um, I'm probably going to give him Skaronsky. I was going to say they could also go receiver because they don't have they have DJ Moore, but they don't have a lot. Of I mean, they, they got J, they got they got DJ Moore. They've got um, Darnell Mooney. Mooney, Chase Claypool. They just traded a second round pick for Chase Claypool too. So I think yeah. they're going to give him a chance. I'm going to take Skaronsky. They need to protect Justin Fields yes, straight up. So I'm going to give him there. All right, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I don't think this is God. I, Philadelphia is just. Talk about the rich getting richer. Yeah, Jeez. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this player. Yeah. One, he came out in an interview and said this is one of the two places he's talked to. And two, honestly, I don't know how much more they need. So yeah, what do they need? Yeah, I'm gonna give them B. John Robinson. Sure, why not? They and honestly, have, they don't have uh, Miles Sanders, Sanders anymore. Nope. Yep. They also don't have Boston Scott. I don't believe. I don't remember. Um, I'd be willing to believe you. I'm gonna double check that. But outside of that, I'm like, you don't have a running bag and. So what else do they need? Yeah, right. No, I'm with you. Like, no, for I, sure. Like, honestly, like, yeah. they have their defensive well, Especially bags. at the value, right? You're yeah. picking 10th, right? Like, are you going to take another wide receiver? No. Um, 
I mean, technically, I guess you can never get enough pass rushers. I know you have a couple guys that are yeah, older. Can, can you know, I don't hate the. I think that's a spot where people go, "Oh shit, okay, yeah, sure." Bijan to Philadelphia, him and Jalen Hurts together. Oh boy. Yeah. So here's the, so the running back right now is mm-hmm. you got Boston Scott, who's on the last year of his deal. Yep. You signed Rashad Penny for a one year deal. Yep. And you have Trey Sermon, Kenneth Gainwell, Kennedy Brooks. Yeah. Nah, so if you had Bijan, you're telling me that Bijan's you're your number one back immediately. Yeah, yeah. I, with, with Boston Scott or Sean Petty depth, sure. I think adds a lot to a, a good running attack there. Um, Tennessee's probably thrilled they're going to run up and take Will Levis here at eleven, yeah. especially if he falls. Actually, to eleven they can't trade up. Okay, back to Houston. All right, um, Houston. Uh, so they. By took... the way, we got an A grade for taking CJ Stroud. By the way, that's what it says on this little the oh, simulator thing. Okay. Yeah, on the on the desktop version. Okay. <laughs> Um, Houston, so we're killing it so far. We, we're doing a great job. <laughs> Houston at 12. I know. I think we're both probably going to be in alignment here. You think they're going to alignment? No, I said we're going to be in alignment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so they have CJ Stroud. Yep. I think it's only smart to add his best friend. Best receiver. <laughs> yeah. Jackson Swift. Yeah, I was with you. Yeah, I was like, okay, so he's going to take in Jigba here at 12. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think there's – like, Quentin Johnson could go here also, mm-hmm. but I think it's one of those, if you get the quarterback and you can get his best receiver, mm-hmm. I think you could just line them up. They don't have a lot of ke- – they already have the chemistry down and everything. It's yep. one less person you have to yep. line up. There. Oh, God, so the Jets. Yikes. Jets, Jets is a fun one. This is a there's tough a, one. A lot I don't know. Ugh. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give them Darnell Wright. I like him a little a bit end? better. No, he's a tackle. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay. Uh, I think it's Darnell Washington's the tight end. Yes, yes, yes. Darnell, uh, Darnell Wright, the tackle um, out of Tennessee. Yep. I think, you know, I know they have Roderick Jones rated a little bit higher, but I think uh, Washington's a little more physical, a little meaner. Um, and I think they want that, and especially because they're going to try to run the ball. Brees Hall's coming back. You know, quarterback situation is iffy right now with, I don't know if Rodgers is going or he's not or whatever, but New England. I'm okay. Let me, let me double check something real here. What's up? Uh, no, I'm, just, I'm looking at their roster. And Devin Witherspoon is plummeting. Yeah, so this is actually, I'm going to take, so right now their corners for Patriots are Jonathan Jones yep. and Jack Jones. Yeah, I think this is a pretty good pick for them. I think it, with the, co- the value. With the value there, you have Kyle Duggar and Adrian Phelps as your yep. safeties right now. Yep. I'm going to take Devin Witherspoon. I know he drops far. Yeah, but I think for the value at fourteen, it's plus you pick. don't really have corner help. Yeah, I think that's a, a spot great that pick. You could go. So great pick. Um, all right, Green Bay. Oh boy, where where do you start? Um, I, I think there's a lot of areas here. Um, I mean, I could go O line potentially. I could go receiver. Um, I could go. Yeah, like if you went Quentin Johnston or something, that's a yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. I just don't know from a from a receiving core perspective. Are you going to what are you trying to accomplish, I guess, if you're the Packers this year, right? Like, are you are you trying to just give them the most help? Are you trying to get another pass rush here? Do we take a tackle because Bakhtiari's old as shit, right? Maybe we can put him at right. Who's their, do we know who their right tackle is right now for Green Bay? Uh, is it still Elton Jenkins or whatever? I will look at their current up-to-date depth chart here. Okay. So as of April 15th, yeah. they have it listed as... Uh, Zach Tom. Zach Tom. All right, they're going to take Broderick Jones. Yeah, right now they're starting. So they got. You know who Zach Tom is? He's the guy who got benched because Aiden Hutchinson bitch slapped him a bunch. Yeah, so they're starting uh, offensive line room right now. What it looks like yeah. is Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon, 
Zach Tom. So they're taking a tackle here, and I think they'll be thrilled. You got to protect. You got to give. You got to give um, Jordan Love a chance. Mm-hmm. All right, Washington on the clock. Oh, sorry. Who did you pick? I uh, Broderick Jones tackle. Tackle. Of, yep. Okay. Tackle out of Georgia. Okay. I think it's good value there. Yeah, that's a great value pick. Uh, Washington here. Uh, Keep in mind, guys, we're only doing round one. We'd be here forever in a yeah, day. Yeah, and we're going to sim through and, yeah. and look at Lions picks yeah, yeah. for the other rounds. But yeah. um, So they don't need not a quarterback that they could take, even though they definitely no. probably need one. Um, they'll need a running back. Wide receiver room is actually really good. Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin. So pretty yeah, good. Yeah, Dotson, a former first round pick. Everyone was kind of like, huh? But he actually had a pretty nice rookie year. Um, I'm actually gonna got a couple might, this, got a couple might, options in the secondary. Has this, some pass rush ability as well. This might be a little high. Yeah. I think I kind of want to run with Brian Branch. Okay, safety. Okay, and sure. the reason why their safeties starting safeties right now are Carmen Curl and Derek Forrest. Yeah. Ring yeah. a bell. Yeah, well, Curl a little bit. I think he was a draft pick last year or two years ago. 2020. 20, oh, really? Never mind then. I'm way off. Um, I've heard the name. We'll yeah. Put it that way. But I, I just think that they could get yeah. an upgrade in that room. Sure. So Brian I'll Branch take it Brian is. Brian Branch at sure. 16 for Washington. Okay, Pittsburgh. All right, so Joey Porter Jr. <laughs> you locked that one in? Yeah. Okay. All right, and now our Detroit Lions are back on the clock. I'll let you start off, Mike. Uh, just kind of give everybody a run of the board. Lucas Van Ness still available. Miles Murphy, Nolan Smith, Quentin Johnson, Deontay Banks, cough, cough, uh, Jordan Addison, Michael Mayer, Zay Flowers, uh, Kalaja Kansi, Dalton Kincaid. Lots of options yeah. here. So my, my like, small board that I'm kind of leaning between. By the way, we got an A-plus for the Jalen Carter pick, by the way, per the NFL mock draft database.com. So we're killing it. Yeah, my my short list here, I, yeah. would, I would tend to lean either Quentin Johnston, Clyde, oh, actually, no, not even Cansey anymore. Well, let's just say this. Let's just say they don't take Carter at six. Yeah. Cansey would be yeah, then Cansey in that would jumble be in of play. players. Yep. Quinn Johnston. Yep. And I think Deontay Banks would probably be the few guys that kind of on my short list. I would probably rank mine as Deontay Banks, uh, maybe even potentially Miles Murphy, Quinton Johnson. Um, yeah, maybe. And then Cansey as well, but I'm assuming, taking Cansey either because yeah, we've Cansey already Cansey would be largely in play if... If we don't take if, a defensive lineman like, at six. If it was Tyree or corner mm-hmm. at six. If it was even Tyree Wilson, I think, okay, maybe you don't need to take Cansey at yeah. 18. Maybe they do, maybe they do. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I think Miles Murphy's going to go higher than people think too, by the way. Yeah. Um, not in our draft, though. No, no, no. I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I, we're at pick 18. Like, I don't think he's going to fall in the first round. I think he's a better player than people think. He's better than Lucas Van Ness, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um... I think I would lean Deontay Banks. Yeah, I think in this particular situation, because you've like Quentin Johnson. I feel yeah, like. Quentin Johnson's hard. I think they can probably find somebody a little bit later on. Uh, I think Deontay Banks is probably their third best corner. Probably, I would say they probably have on their board. Probably, I would say they probably have Witherspoon, Gonzalez, oh, Banks. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm good with that. I'll take Deontay Banks there. Okay. Take another corner. Knowing full well, he's probably not going to see a ton of snaps mm-hmm. year one because of the depth that you've signed. But you kind of restart that clock on the Jeff Okuda clock, right, with Deontay Banks. Okay, Tampa. This is me yeah, now. Yeah, Tampa. Gross. Um, Man, what don't they need? Yikes. Um, <laughs> They're not good. Um, Should I give them a tight end because they're terrible and they don't value positions? 
It would be funny. Let me tell oh, you. Oh, boy. Do I just give them like a Miles Murphy or something like that? Who's their pass rushers? They don't have anybody a pass rusher right now, do they? I mean, they still oh, they still have numb nuts, the defensive end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is that it, though? Do they have anybody else? I guess they drafted Joe Tryon a couple years ago when they won the Super Bowl. Um, oh, doggy. I don't think Quentin Johnson's in there. Oh, boy. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Uh, I mean, maybe they could go t- tight end. I don't know. Who the hell is their tight end right now? They have any tight ends? Let me look. Yeah, please. Uh, if you hold on just a minute, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Tampa Bay depth chart. Uh, Cade Otten, Co-Keeft, David Wells, Gross. Dominique Daphne. Okay, well, who's their, pa- who's their right and left end? Right and left end. Yeah, they go. Uh, well, so they run their three four. Oh, for three four, whatever. So, yeah. do you want outside linebackers? Yeah, then? give me that then. Yeah. Uh, they got Troy, Troy, Tyron, yep. Shornika, yep, and Shaquille Barrett. Shaquille Barrett. Okay. Um, shit. Veda Vea, kind of the middle guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yikes, 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 yikes. I don't know. Sure, I'm gonna give Michael Mayer because their tight end room is garbage. Sounds about right. Sure. All right. Your Seattle Seahawks are back on the clock. Yeah. You got an A-plus grade, by the way, for that Tyree Wilson pick. Go us. All right. 20th overall. Where <sighs> where, where are your Seattle Seahawks going? Lots of options. There are lots of options. Not a lot of options that you like. kind of <laughs> stand out to me at this point in the board. Uh, picking Tyree Wilson, I feel like, you know, Van Ness... Miles Murphy, yeah, and the guys are kind of off the window. I, I mean, you could double I, up, really. So I would, pr- I'm probably going to end up saying Miles Murphy will be the pick here to double <laughs> up on edge because that's a spot of big need. Yeah, and I would say, yeah, you could pick a linebacker, but there's not a first round linebacker. I don't think in this class. Nah, uh, there's not a corner left that's really good left in the nah. first round. Nope. Um, offensively, there's a lot of good receivers. The problem is you have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, so you could realistically get like a Jordan and, Addison. Uh, who they also get? But they also have Eskridge. Yeah, from the Western in right? the second round from Western a yep. couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, Jordan Addison could be a pick. Yeah. Quinn Johnson, I don't think, would be a pick. Cause no. Because DK is your outside guy, really. Right. Um. So, and then running back, you're pretty good on. Right. Uh, is there a good guard? Interior offense. I mean, Osiris Torrance is there. Osiris Torrance, I think, could also be good because I don't think they have great guard play necessarily. Mm-hmm. You have Evan Brown as your center. You have Phil Hayes, and you have Damian Lewis as your guards. Not great guards. Yeah. Um, so I guess it comes down to, do I want Miles Murphy or do I want Osiris Terrence? What's different? Rob, what would you do? Um, geez, this is tough. I, I may actually lean into edge a little bit. Um, I think Miles Murphy can play both in and outside a little mm-hmm. bit too, right? So he kind of has a little bit more positional flexibility. And so does Tyree Wilson to an extent. Yeah. Now, I don't think he was used well at Texas Tech, and I think he should be used primarily on the outside. But, yes, absolutely. Um, I don't think really even on your other side, right, even if you have a pass rusher. Now, imagine putting Miles Murphy in at almost the three-tech mm-hmm. and then play, going up against guard, running him in that B-gap, yeah. right, scheme. And then you've got your linebacker as your pass rusher guy. Mm-hmm. That's pretty tough to stop. I would say probably Miles Murphy. Yeah, I think the I, value's I, I, there. I, I'm leaning Miles Murphy, so I'm going to pick Miles Murphy okay. for Seattle here. There you go. It's a great. Sounds I think it's good. good value. Okay, L.A. Chargers. Woof. Um... Wow. Mm. This this board doesn't fall well for the Chargers either. I think I, I, I'm i tending to kind of say can't see. 
That's kind of what I, that yeah, kind of screams out to yeah, me. Yeah, that's the kind having, of guy that stands having out. Having Bosa and Cleo Mack on the outsides kind of rushing. Right. If you had Cansey to kind of clog the middle, I think it helps a lot. Here's there. the thing with that, though. I almost feel like they could take a Van Ness or something like that because Cleo Mack's not getting any younger, and he wasn't very good last year, yeah. right? So maybe he doesn't have to play big snaps and just comes in as a pass rush. But I'm going to take Cansey anyway. I don't yeah. really know any defensive tackles on their roster right now. Uh, they have uh, Morgan Fox, Sebastian Joseph Day, and Austin Johnson. Yeah, I'm going to take Cansey. He's more of a pass rusher. He's the guy. Okay, Baltimore Ravens, 22. I mean, do they take a quarterback here? They take Hendon Hooker and say, screw you, Lamar? Do I they think, take a wide receiver? I think this is Quinn Johnson territory. Okay. I think you got Odell on one side. Yeah. You get Quinn yeah. Johnson on the other side. I think that's a great pick. Uh, they need get, to, at some if, point they're going to hit on a receiver in the draft. Yeah. So at one point, at one point gonna... they will. And I think if you're going to, if Lamar's going to go back there because he can't find a trade partner or anything, right. And you go, hey Odell, we gave you Odell. We have you Quinn Johnson and and, and Mark, Rashad Bateman, Rashad Bateman, yep. with Mark, Mark Andrews, Andrews and yep. a good run J.K. game. J.K. Dobbins, Our Gus Edwards will be good, and the defense is always good. So fair enough. Quinn Johnson's Quinn the Johnson. pick. Okay, Minnesota. Oof. Um... Yikes. I don't know where the hell they're going to go. They're not going to go tight end. They've got 15 of those guys. Yep. Um, I mean, they could go line. They, um, could, they could go receiver. They don't have uh, – they have Jay Jettas. That's true. But they don't have a lot of yep. depth after that. That's true. I'm going to – I mean, who's their pass rush right now? I mean, they've got Daniil Hunter and who? Is this a Michael Merkel? Do you want me to look this up for you? Yeah, probably. Please and thank you. Depth chart. Um, uh, they have – Dean Lowry from the Green Bay Packers. Yikes. They have Harrison Phillips. They still have Harrison. Or no, Daniel, they, Daniel Hunter. Yeah. They've Marcus got, Davenport they got from New Orleans. Oh, that's that's a good point. Yep. And they've got uh, Zadarius Smith still too, don't they? Yeah. Troy Reader's there. Yeah. Okay. You talked me into it. Jordan Addison's the pick. Sure. Yeah, to fill that room with Justin Jefferson, Jalen Naylor, and Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. You pick Jordan Addison. Okay. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, very interesting. This is where you're kind of seeing, though, as we kind of get into the later part of this draft, is, like, there's not 31 first-round guys in this no. draft. Or not. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars, I have a name. i got to just make sure that they don't have, like, eight people at this position that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a... Uh, they ran a 3-4. That's not great for this guy, though, I don't think. Mm. Um, I was thinking Lucas Van Ness because he's been dropping, yeah. but there are young teams, so he just kind of grows with them. Right. Um, and I'm not going to lie, they're going to win their division because their division sucks. Yeah. So, um, but actually instead. Go Nolan Smith. I was going to say, I might just go Nolan yeah, Smith. Yeah, say he fits that, that bill probably a little bit better. Yeah, I'm going to go Nolan Smith here. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because I've just not high on Van Ness at all. I just don't think he's a first-round pick. He probably gets taken in the first round, but I don't love that. Giants, yikes. Um, I feel like this one pretty easy in my opinion, but... What were you thinking? I kind of was thinking Zay Flowers. Really? Yeah. Don't they have Wandale Robinson, though? Don't they kind of fit that same spot a little bit, though? Like, I worried, like, I I feel like there's... like Zay Flowers is a strict slot. All the receivers are strict slot. That's true. I don't think they have a single big name receiver outside of. I mean, because they have Sterling Shepard still, right? Yeah, they have Isaiah Hodgins, Ugh. Paris Campbell. Oh, sorry, wait, is this the Colt? No, what? Okay. Yeah, Paris Campbell. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Paris Cam- yeah, they have Isaiah Hodgins, Paris Campbell, and Wandell Robinson. That's it. And then they have Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Jamison Crowder. Yeah. Okay. Mm. 
Anyways, you don't have to go receiver. But I was like, the receiving core is not good. Who's their tight end? Do they have any good tight ends? They have Darren Waller. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. they're not, they don't need and then they have Daniel Bellinger. So. Honestly, mm. like, here's a spot where you could go guard. I was going to say, Osiris Torrance is looking pretty standout. Because their right guards now. right now are Joshua Izendu, Ben Bredson, and Mark uh, Glowinski. Sold. Osiris Torrance is the pick. Dallas Cowboys, pissed that they can't take Bijan because you took him at number nine he overall. Said they took Osiris Torrance. Yes, yes. Osiris Torrance. Yes. Um, well, this is. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Where's the other receiver at? Where, where's the other running back at? I mean, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs, yeah, so please. Jameer Gibbs, please. No Zeke. Only Tony Pollard. Let's take him. Okay. He's the guy. They're going to take a running back. You know they will. I hope they take Gibbs, too, because him and Tony Pollard are the same guy. Um, Buffalo. Oof. Buffalo's interesting. Buffalo, I think, would have liked to have taken Jameer Gibbs. 100% would have. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they would have, like, traded up for a little bit. Do they, who's Buffalo? Buffalo needs a slot, right? They've got Gabriel Davis. In the worst way. They've they got, need, like, everything. All right, so In they're... Wait, let me, let I me think double check. Because they've got uh, Num Nuts from Minnesota. Okay, so they have Gabe Davis, yep. Stephon Diggs, yep. and Khalil Shakur. Yeah. With uh, Trent Sheffield and Keshawn Johnson. So what I hear is Zay Flowers is the pick. Yes. Okay. Receivers, Zay Flowers. Okay. Yeah. Cincinnati. So who's the best offensive? I was about to say, and there's no real great offensive lineman to take at this spot. I don't think really. No. Um. These are the spots where, like... Who's a tight end for them? That's what I'm thinking. I'm like... If they, just took, if they just took, like, the best tight end... Honestly, you know who they could take that I wouldn't be super shocked by, and it kind of fits both, is Darnell Washington. Because he's kind of a bigger guy. He's sneaky athletic, right? Tested great, not amazing. Mm-hmm. But then also is a just a mean son of a bitch blocking. Yeah, so right now they have Irv Smith and uh, Drew Sample. Okay. So... I think I think this is a guy where kind of like he like I said he's not going to be great receiving right, yeah. but I think if he gives you like Brandon Pettigrew numbers right where, you know, fifty five catches yeah seven hundred yards and and like you're just you know but you you can block like a son like he's an extra tackle yeah I think that's I think yeah. that would be a Darnell Washington sounds yeah. good to me yeah all right Saints oh Saints. God what um could the they're gonna take Lucas Van Ness because I think the value is there. I'm just going to take him. I don't even know anything else to say at this point. Um, all right. Last Philly. Two Philly, picks. City. Again, what two else teams is... that have everything they have and then some. Philly, Philly. What could Philly even want? Does Philly need a tight end? Dallas Goddard. Man, yeah, that's true. He's pretty Jack good. Stahl. Um, they gave Mozzie gave... Smith's sitting there. He's, he's a pretty good pick. It's not bad. The problem is they have Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis. There's a lot of – I mean, Fletcher Cox and uh, Brandon Graham are both old as shit. Yeah, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis is really good. Derek Barnett. Yeah, then we yeah we did give them Bijan at 10, by the did, way. Yeah, I know. Uh, this is a spot where I feel like they could go linebacker and be good here. Like a Drew Sanders or something? Yeah. Um, You're not going to hear me complain. Trenton Simpson, athletic freak. Yeah, I think I'm going to give him a, a, a linebacker here. Now, which one? It's just up for grabs at this point. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll go we'll go Trent Simpson to be different. 
Okay. And we're going to hope that Jack Campbell goes to Seattle later. So we're just hoping for it. Kansas City. Kansas City. Don't need tight end. You you don't you don't say <laughs> no. Um, Brian Brisset. I'm you know they're they're gonna take Nazi Smith. That's who they're gonna take. Yeah, they're gonna take Nazi Smith. Athletic freak. All right. So we're we gonna collect what auto draft for the rest of this. So I think I can do it on my side probably. Let me see. Can I pause? Because I think there's a way to like you could switch. Uh, let, me, let me auto draft. What happened? Nothing. I think it's waiting or something. Oh. I know. I'm trying to do the same thing right now. <laughs> it's like we don't actually auto draft manual draft pause so I can't pause yeah, I don't understand well, I can trade I can trade yeah I don't know we're having some let me let me trade every here. single pick and then some let's do this let's do this I'm gonna do the pro football network mock draft simulator we're gonna switch the thing we're gonna go seven rounds all right, we're going to go fast speed. We're not going to be anybody. We're not going to pick any teams, though, and I'm just going to run it, okay? okay? Let's just assume that we've got Deontay Banks and... Yeah, and uh, Jalen Carter. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll tell you who it gives us here, but I'm just gonna, I, I've got it running right now in the background, and we'll kind of go from there. If you're a Lions fan, though, I think you're pretty happy walking away with Jalen Carter and Deontay Banks out of round one, assuming you can't move up. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you think that they? Do you think that they do? Do you think that they move up or move back? Do you think that? Let me put it this way: Are they making out of their first five picks? They got two in the first, two in the second, one in the third. Do they make all five of those picks? Yes or no? Uh, yes. You think you don't think they're they're moving up? I don't think so. No. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Almost done here. All right. We're done. Okay. So. In this draft, the Lions did get Jalen Carter at six. You got Will Anderson at five, by the way, so good for you. Yeah. Tyree Wilson went three. Anyway. Um, wild. Okay. And 18, they took Deontay Banks in this draft, too. That's crazy. Um, there was obviously. Car- they took tr- Carter and Banks? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Spot so let's see. On. Round two, based on how the, the, um, the mock draft did, mm-hmm. uh, we get Edge Felix and Adike Uzama from Kansas State at 48. That's who I want. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, 55, we take Jack Campbell. Hate oh, that. my God. You actually yes. had a chance. You took Luke Musgrave at 52. Tight end out of Oregon State. I hate Idiot. I hate Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Brisset falls all the way to 51, by the way. Um, I would not love Jack Campbell at 55. I love Jack Campbell. Yeah, no thank you. I don't think he works in what we want. Okay, round three. Um, Sam Laporta goes 67 to Denver, just as a name that sticks out to me. Hendon Hooker goes to 72nd overall to Tennessee. So much for that first round grade. Yeah. Um, let's see. That, ace, that, that leg really got to you. Uh, you guys take, Seattle takes McClendon Curtis, offensive guard out of Chattanooga, you know, the famous. Mm-hmm. Um, those Noah Sewell goes 89th overall to the New York Giants. Where are the Lions at with this? The Lions trade out or something? Looks like the Lions trade out of the third round. Maybe I should have not done trades. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, I can't even. What pick? Do we know what pick the lines are? I thought they were 81. 80, oh, I just lost it. Son of a B. Okay, well, that was the that was fun. Outside <laughs> <laughs> technology? What's that? Uh, hold on. Let's try this. Uh, it's not even worth it anymore. It's all good. Anyway, so yeah, Jalen Carter, Deontay Banks in round one, though. I mean, I wouldn't hate that leaving leaving no. day one. I think I'm pretty over the moon. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, we did it. Um, you ready for the draft? 
You ready for this to be over so we can stop talking about it? Yes. Yeah, me too. In like the worst bit. way. Yeah, I am too. But next, like, I'm, I'm at least cool. next, next weekend week we, we can, can talk like, about who we got. Yeah. Like where do they fit? What are the plans? Are you happy? Not happy? Yeah, when we draft whatever. Jack Campbell, I'll be really excited and they'll be hit. Yeah, exactly. All right. That's going to be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merkso Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth Michigan Robin Deca. We will see you guys, as always, next time.